You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to another episode of Axe to Grind, the uh, best hardcore podcast in the world, but maybe more specifically in New York City. It's the only one that matters, really. It's probably the only one that matters. We'll be joined by one of our three hosts, Patrick, shortly. But We're in the do meantime, a tag team thing. Oh, yeah. Tag and, team. Back yeah, <laughs> but in the meantime, I'm Bob. I'm Tom. And our guest today. I'm Dave. Hey, Dave. What's Dave going Snackerman. on? Dave Snackerman. Yeah. I like that nickname. You That's like that a lot. Username on Facebook. I, think I had one of my neighbors, um, after talking to her dozens and dozens right. of times, be like, I just realized that your name is in Snackerman. Because <laughs> like my mom commented on something on Facebook and it was just uh, like oh. Does she does your neighbor follow you on Facebook? Or yeah, she's friends? cool. She moved. Okay, it's Facebook. Fine. You can be friends with your neighbors, right? But, but also there was like an HOA for like our neighborhood oh. that you use that and Facebook stuff. group oh okay yeah. alright we All don't right. do the next door so I don't necessarily know every time like a person of color walks down the street in my neighborhood <laughs> like next door is made for next door is fucked up the worst um, so uh, this is episode 34 yeah uh, we, we were big in the 30s uh, Shaquille O'Neal Paul and Pierce. the Lakers Paul Pierce on the Celtics um, right. 34 oh Charles Bo- Barkley Charles Barkley Bo Jackson Bo Jackson. Bo. Um, and we want to, uh, Patrick will be here shortly, but we want to thank our sponsors, Triple B Records and Death Wish Inc. Yes. And Triple B's got a grip of new stuff coming out. They like just, they dropped the Brace War pre-orders. Uh, the Candy LP pre-orders come in a couple weeks. At and, the end of September? Yeah, the 28th, I is think. Is that coming out on the 28th? Or is it mm, we're going to talk about that. Oh, oh gosh. Um, but so for right now, go pick up the Brace War Colossal 7-inch. Yes. And, uh, With a new intro. Yes, introduction. We like that. Yep. And I uh, hope you all liked it last week, too. And, you know, to support the comps. Check that out. I We went through it last week, but he's got... Banger, banger, banger! Big records. Mm-hmm. All if you like straightforward hardcore, you have to be or any variant thereof. Honestly, yeah, respecting yeah. what he's doing because there's not many out there. Uh, and you know what, Dave, you're a guest, but we have a, a promo code that you can enter if you go to triplebrecords.limitedrun.com. You enter the code Axe to Grind and spell it out, and you receive ten percent off your entire order. So make sure you go do that. Uh, get one of the hats too. It's the fall. A hat is nice. If it's raining, you can kind of keep your hair together. It's nice. That's true. Um, and we'll talk about our other sponsor, Deathwish Inc. Yes. 
Also use X to grind. Ten spell it out. Spell it out. Ten percent off at deathwishinc.com. Go to their store. Um, and you know what? Go dig through their distro and pick out a random thing or two. We talk about a lot of releases, yeah. and they have a lot of releases. Yeah. yeah. So you can pick out a bunch of stuff there. Um, this week on the Deathwish store, I'm going to dig back, 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 back into the catalog, and I am going to suggest the hmm, oh, Rise and Fall into Oblivion. There you go. We talked about yeah. them last week. I like that record a lot. I think it gets looked over just a little bit. Um, just right now, it's a band who I think was cool, was powerful, uh, and more than anything, love hardcore. So, rad. Hell yeah. Um, thank you to our sponsors. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another fresh week. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you guys in forever. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get it out of the way, but we should wait for Patrick for some of it. But, Dave, give us your bona fides. All right. Uh, I don't know them. Oh, you don't? No. Uh, I mean, I was in a band called The Good Book. I was in a... <laughs> Christian band, Tooth and Nail? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, at least a couple of Bander Christians. 152. Uh, no, I was in Dead Nation. Were you in Downfall? I was not in Downfall. Oh, I mean, okay. I saw Downfall, Erebus, Uprise, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Fortitude. I saw all, those, the, uh, all Things Considered. Um, the Lost Morse County demo. What? The, the, what? Stomp Crew? No, 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 no. Not lost, but it was really good. The all, all Things Considered demo. All Things Considered. Yeah, yeah it's a okay. super good demo. Yeah. You can look for that one. So you sang in the band Dead Nation. You sang Tear in the band up. Tear It Up. You uh, sang in the band Splitting, Splitting Headache. Headache. And you currently sing in the band? Obedience. Right. Very good. We have a 7-inch on uh, Fair Warning Records, 12-inch at some point soon. Rad. Very Sweet. cool. And you live in Austin, Texas, but you're here in New York. Yes, I am. Very good. Hanging out. hanging out, you know, podcasting. I, I got a little nostalgic for New York, and yes. I figured I'd come back. So you're like in remembrance of old New York, yeah, crew. Yeah. Now, um, what else do you do in Austin, Texas, other than being punk as fuck <laughs> and being in a band? Uh, this, I find it fascinating. I work uh, animal protection for the city of Austin. Not a cop. so you like kill things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I kill like them. you find dogs and just slit their throats. Yeah, I want to see how right? like cosmetics work. So I yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, so you do animal testing yeah. on site. <laughs> yeah. um, I know we're uh, an engagement versus enforcement agency. <laughs> so um, you do wear a badge, but you're not a cop. I'm not a cop. That's correct. That's right. Is it weird for you to wear a uniform with a badge on it? No, I went I've to never. Ca- I went to Catholic you. school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard you also appear on like Sunday morning Austin television. Be like, here's Joe the Monitor. Uh, I have done some TV spots. I haven't done one in a minute. Okay. Just because at one point it was like in our rotation. Like every Saturday we had to do it, and it was just like someone who works well, Saturdays, and yeah. I just and people didn't want to do it, and I didn't care. Yeah. So right. I would do it, and you know, sure, I don't have a problem. I could talk. Did you ever get stopped at the supermarket or anybody? Never. Like, never. No. Damn it. Never been recognized uh, for mm. my uh, my TV work. Do you walk around like in your your uniform even when you're off, so people go, "Hey, wait a minute!" <laughs> oh, it's it's Dave from TV. Guy, no. Dave the animal. I wonder like how people like will dress like how people would know them most. No, like, yeah, I could see that. No, I went like for example, I went to uh, the there's a vet that's really in the same Emancipate. If you want a low cost clinic uh-huh. in Austin, they have them in Philly now. But anyway, oh wow, um, what is, would you call it Emancipate? Emancipate. Cool. It's a low cost clinic. It's trying to that's get awesome. people you know for want to get their animals fixed right, for like that. super cheap. That's cool. Um, so I was there for work to like check a rabies vaccine on a client mm-hmm. and then was back there that same day to like take my dog for a rabies shot. Yeah. And the one woman was like explaining all this really basic dog stuff sure. to me. 
And I'm just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, totally. And <laughs> not, no, and the other one was like, he was just here earlier. like In a no. uniform. I'm, like, he does I'm like, yeah, I'm the supervisor. She's like, oh, where? I'm like, right there, like for the city of Austin. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it happened to me in Seattle when I was at getting tattooed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, you know, was like talking, like we're talking about Chappelle and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really nice kid, like whatever. And uh, my buddy goes, oh, you know, he fights in UFC. I go, oh, cool, man. Like, and we were like talking some bullshit or whatever. And then I was like, what's his name? And I'm like, and he told me. And I was like, oh, fuck. I had, like, I've watched that dude fight several times. Oh, wow. Didn't recognize him dressed. Right, right. He's yeah. usually in shorts <laughs> and no yeah. shirt. No he shirt. was like covered, like he had a full shirt on, full pants. I didn't recognize him. Oh. He was like a well-known dude that fought like Max Holloway, like a really big fucking fighter. Yeah. But and you I didn't had know. no idea. That's I was right. punishing him about shit. I was so embarrassed. Uh-huh. Now uh, that I know, I was like, fuck. God damn it. I was, uh, as far as this is like almost like a, this will sound like a humble brag kind of story, mm-hmm. but I was uh, talking to a dude at a, at a work, used to work at a bar for a little bit. Mm. And uh, I was wearing like a sleeveless shirt because it was 4th of July. So I'm wearing a Murphy's Law America Rules oh, shirt. Yeah, yeah, great yeah, shirt. Yes. And uh, he's like, oh, tear it up tattoo. That's cool. I'm like, yeah, I was in that band. He's like, yeah, you were. Like, he, <laughs> and, and, and he did not realize it. And I put worked, it together. And I worked with him and it. stuff. Yeah, like, so I saw him all the time. Amazing. And he was like a, from Philly, and he lives, we both live in Austin. That's so amazing. Like, yeah. That's pretty fucking great. All right. So, with animal control, mm-hmm. animal protection, animal protection, animal control has a rebranded. I'm, I'm legally an animal control officer, okay. but still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the weirdest animal uh, protection story you have? Um, I mean, just for a little bit on my background, it's super weird to talk about, by the way. I, know, um, really uh, cool. I did severe dog bites for a long time. So <laughs> like five years. So statistically dog bites are to children. Statistically dog bites are to the face. Oh, so I've no. seen like plenty of really fucked up things. That's oh. really bad. Dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, let's not go to that. Let's not do no, that. No, 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 no. no. That's why I asked weird. What's not, the, not worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> like the craziest animal you've had to well, I mean like I've like I went to deal with like a buffalo I've done with like oh, the yeah, buffalo tell me buffalo, yeah, so yeah, buffalo yeah. story I mean it was it was like a loose buffalo the guy owned it they had to dart was it was he got out of the house like oh yeah 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 he was down the street oh pretty my far God. we had to dart him and then move him back Ugh. um there was a here's a good one this also the, in our news cycle things that are like everywhere and then immediately gone uh-huh. yeah there was a loose cobra in Austin at one point okay Shit. uh yeah like a monocled cobra Ooh. Um and I had to search like the the deceased yeah. uh their car oh, I had to like wow. do I had to like bring it because and we were like it's super funny because if you like the law enforcement gets pretty like protected about stuff yes so I was like hey I need to go search this guy's car like whoa, whoa, whoa. and they're like yeah like you can't come back here you know and I'm like okay uh well if you guys went in the impound yard I'm just looking if there's a cobra in it yeah. they're like ah, come right this way yeah uh, so, <laughs> so someone got bit by the cobra oh he, yeah he, he, and died was the owner or just he was the owner like yeah Oh, yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was shit. it was a sad. Story. He was snake bitten. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, but then we had to search his car, search the place where his car was last found, and then eventually the snake was found, but it was dead when we found it. Holy! But I had to like shit. deliver it to the medical examiner. Like I did like, TV and radio interviews about it. Oh how, how often do you handle venomous snakes? Not too often. Okay, Once in a while. Yeah. I mean, I'll go. Like the thing is, we don't. We're not. I'm not a pest control. Like, right. So yes, right. if you're like, oh, I've got snakes in my front yard. Cool story. Yeah. Not. Right. Not yeah. a problem. You yeah. live. In, you. They, you live in Texas. Yeah. There's snakes. Right. Yeah. Um, but we will respond to non-indigenous snakes. Oh, so right. everyone thinks that their rat snake is some like something crazy. But and, you know, once in a while, maybe it is it something. Is, yeah, crazy. somebody who got it and illegally brought it in or whatever. Yeah. Right. So you you have to watch for that stuff. So I'll do some snake stuff. Um, plenty of like bats. Various like raccoons skunks foxes yeah all that stuff i like bird calls so i'll do uh, like <laughs> hawks and owls and vultures and stuff wait 
How, oh, oh! You get calls about the like. Bird. Oh, there's you a, do bird calls because I was yeah, like, yeah, we when can, you said yeah, you like bird calls, I'm like, that's a cool new interest like, you have. Like, oh, no, no. So you got into doing bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we uh, like if there's like oh, there's like a down hawk. Oh, you know, like oh, right, like right, this right. hawk flew through one of the garage windows. Now there's a hawk in the garage. Like, yeah. What's the most aggressive an animal has been towards you? I've gotten plenty of some super aggressive dogs. I've been bit dog multiple bite, times. Yeah. I mean, one of my dog bites is to, like over here. Oh. Like there's a like uh, there's a hole in the, on the collar. Yeah, and I'm six one. Yep. So like yeah, Holy shit. yeah. But uh, you know, so you get some uh, an aggressive dog is like I mean, this is Pretty super scary. like as cocky, a dog dude. It's, yeah, it's, those are the easiest and the fun, yeah. most fun. Right. <laughs> buffalo. Yeah, the I buffalo. Know. I, I mean, don't know what I would do about a wild buffalo. I mean, there was uh, a lot of us there. Are they aggressive? Yeah. No, but it's just it's, it's huge. Enormous. It's, it's like, yeah, but, like a van. But yeah, but, but the guy had just gotten it. He had a bunch of buffalo. He had just gotten it, so like and it left. So it wasn't it's like, like it knows, it's not like it knows its way back or anything. So they had to dart it and then we'd like put it on a trailer and then take it back. Wait, take it back to the guy. The, the guy, it. the ranch, yeah. Oh, so you bring it back to so uh-huh. they're legal in Texas. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's Texas. To own it's America. It, really. yeah. yeah. But I feel like if I brought, you know, if I was walking on Buffalo down fucking Costco Street, they'd be like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? As far as like weird this call, like this is a fun one, but it didn't go anywhere, is that we got a report of someone selling tiger cubs out of a hotel room. So what? I had to go to that. But it's like it was a, it was a they were all sold so you it was gone it was like some dude's like I don't know what you're talking shit. about but like yeah. those calls are bullshit but like maybe they're not yeah. right? so you have to go right so that's amazing I, I but I inspect the zoo I inspect the circus like to make sure they're like yeah I've got a circus I can't go to back to school gym I have a circus inspecting that oh damn sick <laughs> so anyways yeah, how long have you been in Austin now it's been uh, like, I moved there January 2010 yeah eight oh, wow. years yeah. wow so how much of a difference have you seen in the eight years since you've been there? Oh, Austin's crazy. Like as far as like uh, how expensive everything is. Like right. I mean, there's but once again, like there's always like gentrification in every sure. city. Every city's like got more traffic. Every yeah. city's yeah. getting more expensive. But uh, it definitely I, changed though. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No one's like from Austin. So maybe in like two years, mm. I can say I'm from Austin because I'll right. be ten <laughs> years in. Yeah, like ten that. years in, you're from Austin. Yeah. yeah. I say y'all. My phone will autocorrect y'all, y'all sometimes. Yeah. yeah, mine does too. But I, I say y'all whenever. It's yeah, good. that's a good one. What do you miss? You lived in New Jersey for your life before that. What do you miss about the Northeast? And what don't you miss about the Northeast? I don't miss winter. Yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons, mm. big reasons I got out mm. of there. I know that like winter sucks. Yeah, I mean, I know that. Uh, uh, what's his name? The AJ from. Uh, stop and think you know like seasons you know keeps you on your toes or whatever but um that's like me quoting like a conversation like no one's gonna get that but uh it's okay yeah yeah but uh I, yeah i don't remember that but yeah I, I think about it every winter but uh i i don't like the cold that's right um but it's i miss i, I miss the ocean i don't know i want to go swimming I, yeah. I mean i swim all the time in austin yeah i can go to like barton springs but the ocean is pretty rad yeah i want to go in the ocean you go to uh, galveston not the same not the same. no i've never really gone not. to be honest i've been oh, i've really? been i went it sucks oh really yeah it sucks okay. yeah, yeah. It, it's it, like wawa's or like she like any of those no nah, nah, i mean that I mean we have quick check yeah there's no quick check there's no wawa i mean I, there's not a lot of pretzels Bucky's in between san antonio and austin oh yeah bucky's is great yeah it's huge. cool yeah um all right so Let's get into this. We're not going to interview. Yeah, go ahead. Since you're an Austin person, and we talked about this on the podcast a long time ago, did you go to the uh, No Warning? Oh, Iron on the Age bridge. bridge show. The one like a couple like yeah, well, yeah. I'm all over the video. Oh no yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it insane? Yeah, it was great. But they only played a couple of songs. No warning. Yeah, no integrity though. Oh, That's right. right. It got it shut down. Iron Age, no warning I, integrity. And That's I, ret- I returned the generator from that show the next day. Oh shit. Yeah. Timmy put that together or no? 
Um, I think he had a hand in it, but okay. yeah, I mean, it was like one of those things. I think it was just like a sequence of a uh, escalating dare, so to speak. That like, oh, oh yeah, now this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, no warning. They just played like maybe four songs. They were great. That's right. Um, and uh, Iron Age opened with like a Man of War cover or something weird that yeah. I think was like a really strange opener. <laughs> so whatever we can talk about Texas, we actually it is the reason. Yeah, we actually talk about Texas a lot. Yeah. Um, what yeah. what is the best part about Texas to you? Like the best. I mean, I like as a resident, you know, like as a citizen, as, as a, a citizen, you know, part of the enforcement. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Austin city limits, obviously, is yeah. one of the main reasons why you move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like being outside. Like I yeah. don't know. Like I, 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 I mean, as much as like it, it is hot as fuck. Yeah, like, summer can be pretty brutal. You get you get like you used, get used to, to it, it. essentially. Yeah, like most things, like my vehicle does not have air conditioning, but like most things do. Right. Yep. Um, I, I like swimming, so I'll go outside. Yeah. No, I mean, plenty of Mexican food. Goodness and there's actually like a good amount of vegan in food in Austin. Yeah, Austin is ripe with vegan food. Shows are really um, late. I don't like that. Like, are we talking about the show? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah this that's is, an age thing. Yeah, I, I went to see uh, that Chrome Skull show yesterday in Asbury. I think we were back at my friend's house at like 10, 15. That's really nice. And, uh, uh, what, that's what needs to happen. Yeah, whereas that might be like the first band going on oh, in Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Spain's no bitch. It's like, yeah, late, you guys late play shows. at 3 a.m. Like, wait, what? Terra played a show in, in Spain where they're like, do you want to play first or last? I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, difference in time. Oh, you're, you're last. We want on at 5 a.m. Yeah, and people stay, which is kind of wild. All right. You're the fourth, Mike. We're going to just go through some normal stuff. Sure. Tom's going to be tagging out at some point, but let's talk about some quick hits. Sure. Oh, boy. All right. Um, quick hits. First thing first, New Age Fest. Yeah. Happened. It did. Did anyone hear anything about it? I heard that it ended up being more fun than it was expected to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely had to be downsized, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that why I saw a random picture of Mouthpiece? They yes. played in. Yeah. They played in California. Like, why do they? They do a West Coast tour. That 30th makes more sense. anniversary show. New Age Fest. Thirtieth yeah. anniversary. New Age Records. Um, there's a lot of bands. My thought was we were talking about it. I could not imagine flying across the country to play for 15 minutes, and that's what most of the bands got to play, oh. which kind of sucks. Yeah. No, that seems awesome. You wouldn't have to like stress about anything. You'd like you'd be like yeah, but like, hard you 15. For, like, 15 hours to play for 15 minutes. Um, Do you remember that band Palaka? Yeah, I mean, did you ever see them? They're, they no, they played for like they're, eight they're, minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, sure. So the AN, so yeah, yeah, um, AN also all those types. Yeah. Um, I know Trial did like all the new new age bands that didn't play. They did covers. They did right? covers. That's cool. So they okay. did a broken, outspoken, spoken. uh turning point strain and redemption eighty seven. Oh, that's kinda cool. Yeah, all right. cool idea. Did they yeah. play any rig- trial songs? Or yeah, they, like they okay. did half, their set half, was, yeah. Okay. Um I know Should we play can we play good cop, bad cop? So that I'm not saying because I'm not saying this in a mean way. You can be the good cop, I'll be the bad cop. Who is the good cop? Do you want to be the bad cop? I don't want to be the bad cop. I don't know what you're asking, but it's going to be no, about I'm, my friends. No, 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 no. It's not about your <laughs> friends. This is what Pat does all the time. No, it's know? not. Sophie's choice. I'm not playing. Here. I'm not Patrick. You know that. Um, bad cop. There was no one there. Good cop. There were some people there. <laughs> there wasn't no one. You're right. There wasn't no one. It was billed as a festival. A ton of these bands played. Yes. It's not the moment for this. No. No. And it's disappointing. And I'm not saying that in a mean way. Like, yo, I 
I'm a straight up fan of a significant portion of this stuff. Sure. Um, and I respect that they've been around. And like right. three quarters of that festival were bands Mike's putting out now. Right, which it is cool. Like, it was like no, half and half, I think, at least. At, at least, least half and half. But do you think like the 30th year thing was kind of like an would off put be off putting for younger folks? I it think it was presented in a way yeah, that just you know? yeah, and I think it was just presented in a way that didn't like. Remember, we talked about New Age Festival once, and it was a thing. And then I didn't hear anyone talk about it. Right. And, and I don't mean that in a mean so way. It is hard to say. And, and, and your, your timeline's not the truth, and it's not yeah. the only thing that and exists. New Age so. doesn't have a Gorilla Biscuits that you can do. And, uh, you know, they don't have a Gorilla Biscuits, and do they don't an have a judge. And they, exactly. And that's, I mean, and that's yeah. why they haven't. But they just did one. And I, I think it's more like I actually love that they did the current bands and the newer oh, yeah, stuff that they've yeah. done, and they did stuff that was like from because oh, Countervail played. Countervail is not considered like part of the like early New Age can- no, canon, no. but they played later, and they were you know yeah. they were part of it. Um, restraining order, played. restraining order, drug control, treason, yeah. crow killer. Like there's a bunch of bands who played. It just it had, from what I understand, it got moved to a smaller venue. It was supposed to be in the amphitheater, yes. which is a big enough amphitheater, but then it got moved to a locker room. Which is better. At least they moved it to a smaller room. Sick. Yeah. You don't want, yeah. It's all about optics. If we've exactly. learned about other festivals, it's well, all that's something. Like people mm. there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to talk to everyone about their fucking photos and videos. I'll go full Patrick here. Um, um, don't. Uh, this is a. Please help. Let's make things better. Don't. If you're taking photos or taking a video at a show, don't do it with the intent of making it look falsely good by angling it so that people can't see the crowd because you don't want people to see how bad the crowd is. Don't MySpace angle it? Yeah. I'm saying don't use them angles. I'm saying if you're taking a good picture, yo, there's tons of people who take really good close-up photos of bands. It's rad. But it's been really strange to me how often I'm seeing band photos where it's just like, oh, and the stage is right here at the edge and you can't see off of it. And it's like, at this point, my immediate knee-jerk reaction is, oh, there's nobody there. And that's not even necessarily true. No, but if there was, they'd be in the photo. They'd be in the photo. Um, I know um, New Age asked a certain band to play that festival mm-hmm. who asked for an astronomical amount of money even mm-hmm. though they're not a full band anymore mm-hmm. and they weren't able to do it. Well, and, and that's the other side, right? Yeah. Is that, you know what? Maybe, yeah, and maybe you cut some of the other stuff because I think they had a good time and it seems it like... fun. It seems, seems like, like joyous at the time. Like people that were there were psyched. And, and so like cool. to take the bad cop fucking crown off, this is cool. Pigs, man. People, yeah, I know, ACAB, right? Um, People seem to be excited. New Age Records is a cool label yeah. to celebrate. Uh, I, I actually, this whole week, was thinking like, man, maybe we should do a deep dive on New Age and go through their catalog. We're going to do that at some point. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah, fun. There's some stuff in there for sure. Yeah. What, do you fun- what do you even like on New Age? This can't be that much. Redemption 87. Redemption 87 is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I mean, record, I, like the, what's it called? The, the one with Eric Is it just self-titled, self-titled maybe? It's self-titled. Yeah. And then there's the all guns pulls on. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I saw them, uh, they're all three shows of the East Coast tour. I was at that one. Yeah, I was at the Jersey one. New Providence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, at the time, I don't, ra- I rarely go back to it, but like, I liked Mouthpiece. Sure. Yeah. You I are s- from New Jersey. I saw, yeah, you yeah, kind of like had me. Of, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> the Bruce Springsteen of New Jersey. I mean, I don't think, I mean, Bruce Springsteen, I think, is like more of a timeless thing. I think Mouthpiece, I think, is just because of what the time I was there. It was sure. huge when I started going to Mouthpiece. It was, yeah, it was yeah. huge. And, uh, and being yeah. like a straight edge dude to like faster music. Yeah. yeah. That's really it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you weren't into metallic stuff, mouthpiece. Uh, Nobody fucks with unbroken. I know. I, I never did. No, I do, I'm sure I've heard them, but I couldn't. I, I, you know maybe what? So, I so here's my comment because these dudes both rep for Unbroken in a really serious way. Um, so I was like, all right, all right, let me listen, let me give it the fair shot, and did, and was like, still didn't do it for me, but like the sound at American Nightmare and bands like Hope Conspiracy and Suicide File. Yeah. It's directly from that. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, this is what you're doing with this, this guitar sound. Oh, this is why you're doing this. It's like, it helped, like, it is the roots of modern hardcore. Because, for better or worse. Because of the person that I rolled with during that part of the 90s, he was way more of a hardcore dude. I was way more of the punk dude. If he's like, ah, oh, this band sucks, I wasn't going to be like, well, let me give it my own. I'm like, okay, right. there's a million things. We're 15. Right. I'm not going to check out the one you said is bad. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, New Age Fest. Cool. If you guys got stories from it, would love to hear. It. Would love to hear your experiences. It's it's neat. I, I, I think I also. I think the whole like anniversary fest shit dead. Let's kill that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't. Do you yeah. see a purpose? I mean, for it? I feel even like the Rev ones had diminishing returns. Done. Yeah. Let's yeah. not do that. Don't do that. But what about bands? You think? Don't do that. Like, if you want to do, if you want to do it. Keep it low key as possible. Like, I mean, I think like, like Power Trip's do doing a, a two show ten year anniversary. Yo, They're still an active I think band. That's dope, but it's yeah. dope as hell because they made it dope as hell. They it's made it. Two day they're thing. not even playing one of the shows, right? The they first made, show, it's and not, they just made it cool as hell. It's yeah. in Dallas. No, you're right. I think right. you're right. They, they, they're like, playing four, the second show. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like, and they just picked dope bands, and they did it. It's, and there's bands who I've seen do the anniversary of this record tour, and they play all the songs. Yo, AF did that. You know, that's cool. I'm a fan of that. I, I like I, it. I like it like uh, seeing a band play the record. But the only my only caveat is don't don't wheel out that pony. Like I'll be real, they didn't do a Liberty and Justice reunion like anniversary tour. You Not know yet. what I mean? Maybe they're waiting for another. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's it a good record. Yeah. It's a good record. Oh, yeah. But it's not a great record. No. So let's not. Did they do a one voice one? No. No, but it wasn't another voice. They only did Victim in Pain. I mean, I, I think I'd do Cause for Alarm. Cause for Alarm. Yeah, yes. you know. But they. That lineup or like yeah. the one voice lineup? Or so they've just figured out, you know, like there's tons of that. Maybe, so, maybe 2022, you'll get that one voice one. That's true. It's not that far off. That sounds like a, like yeah. we're talking about like meals in pill form and yeah. flying cars, but like it's, it's really not that big a deal. I mean, I went to the set it off. 20, 20th anniversary, I guess it was. That was awesome. And I mean, so that's the thing is, I'm not, I'm not, I, I think that they, when they're done right, they're really cool. Right. But I don't think, I think there's a lot of beating they're on the dead necessary. horse. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and I think, like, okay, here's an example. Power Trip doing that is cool because you can see it and you can tell those dudes put that together. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. bands that they came up with, looked up to. New Age Fest, yeah. yeah they, they put that thing together, kind of. Yeah. I mean, well, it's very restrictive if it's only bands that you're on yeah. your label, you know? That's right. So, anyway. It's like a conversion records like oh if they did yeah i don't it's it's so tough because you know like and i think there's a piece that like when you do it in an active way young people are drawn to that it doesn't look like, as like cloying to like hey this, hey, this was a thing 20 yeah. years ago the, yeah the thing with it is that like i'm not that i'm like the my like good cop on all this yeah is that like if that's like your lane then then cool uh, if you're right. if you're yeah. under 40 and you like this stuff and you wanted to see that Here's your shot to There's go no see Walk Proud. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. cool. It's, you know. They did some I agree. And like, no, and I do too. I just, just too much of a reliance on it. Well, and that's the part is that... Um, 
Hmm, that's that's yeah. right. No, it's it's when there's reunions that overshadow the young and don't give them but the don't chance necessarily to, overshadow. They just build over. That's that's what and I mean. That's how is that they don't they, you know like a band like Restraining stuff. Order. Yeah. They're still developing. They're yeah, still sure, sure, fresh, sure. fresh. So yeah. it's like. No, I'm not telling you put them over mouthpiece or trial. Oh no, no, strike, not especially, but, but like in, in more in general, in more yeah, mainstream yeah. festival yes. kind of ideas. For the record, I love Power Trip, so I'm not even throwing yeah, shade yeah. on that. Oh no, yeah. Power Trip. Yeah, we yeah. that, that when I, I saw I'm that lineup. Going, yeah, I'm actually. potentially not able to go because I believe I will be this, this, inspecting the zoo. No, you bought uh, the zoo. My uh, my parents, <laughs> I believe, are coming to Austin that weekend. Oh my god! Because Bring it's my show. dad's 70th birthday. Mm. What a and, better way to? Do, and when we book Dallas, they got a cool they, art museum yeah. downtown. When they booked that trip, I'm like, oh sure, I don't yeah, have anything right. going on. And then that show came, like, oh definitely. I'm like, oh, I think those are the same weekend. Yeah. <sighs> and that's okay. in Dallas. It's yeah. in Dallas. It's, so it's like a four hour. I can't be like, all right, this I'll was a great back. dinner, boy. Yeah. I'm Bush yeah, going to bed. Go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I do that usually when they're in town, but, but yeah. But I can't eight do hour round trip afterwards. Yeah. But they'll probably play late. I could, but. Mm. Maybe. We'll, we'll sure. pull up that. Pull, put put a pin in that. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Pull that up. Um, I'm gonna we'll we'll get right back to that. Yeah. Um, other quick hit. Restraining order. Record release shows coming up in Connecticut. Nine twenty two. Just talking about that. Uh, Restraining order. Illusion. Glory. Ammunition. And a band. Anxious. I actually hear a lot about from Connecticut. Oh, this is like a ton of new bands. There's a, like a whole wave of new bands. Here's my question: How do these bands go from new band that people are talking about to Oh, this is a band people care about and fill a room. I don't know. How's Connecticut in 2018? I feel like I can say that without feeling like out of touch. Connecticut I here. So I think Connecticut, Western Mass, and like uh, Hudson Valley mm-hmm. collectively have a pretty cool scene of people who travel to shows. Yeah. And that's like Restraining Order is from Western Mass-ish, I believe. And they kind of draw and glory is from that same general sure. is from Connecticut well, New that, York so, yeah. so like illusions from New York City and so like there's enough and people are willing to travel a little bit from those areas so I think it's decent it's not on its own that show's not able to draw just like oh yeah we just have the Connecticut locals like the old LNG or something it's yeah. more just like yeah a bunch of people are going to come this is a good show everybody's going to come out for it well that like that I think is important like if you can like if you're just like a, a band but then you make oh it's a record release show like let's make this a show and like hype it up make a big and then you can that can be a way to like boost your band to being like a next right. level for sure up. event shows are big for that sure. Fourth mic. It's your boy. Yo, Lil P. Cashless joins the team. What's up, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm in a constant state of phone calls today. So yeah, it's I crisis. Have, it's crisis. So a crisis I'm, of man. If I have to exit, I apologize. It's just one shoe after the other dropping on they me drop today. It. All right, drop the talk shoe. About the power trip tonight. <laughs> in one second, I'm going to throw this at Patrick. What do you got? Restraining order. Record release show in Connecticut, September 22nd. Illusion, glory, ammunition, anxious, and of course, restraining order. Mm-hmm. How do these, these are all young bands, new bands with varying levels of people actually caring or checking it out. How do they go from new and cool to people caring, filling a room and being active, participating, being a part of it? This sounds uh, dismissive and it also sounds like a veiled shot at a band that we got no beef with, which is Vane. You just put a bunch of people in a fucking sweatshirt or a fucking... uh, Oh, you're saying stunt it out. You got to stunt it out. So you get those views, you get yes. some... Pro- okay. Yes, you put a bunch of people, windbreakers are out, what do we got? 
Uh, we could do crewnecks. Crewnecks. Put everybody. Hoods. In, put everybody Hoods. in a crewneck. Ooh, a nice hoodie. Put everybody in a crewneck. Put everybody in a in a um, ski in a, mask. In, in, in a nice uh, uh, rugby shirt, <laughs> and, and uh, just you know make sure that it looks it just looks insane. People walk away preaching the gospel. That's right. My no stunt too. Just keep playing shows. Yeah. All these bands we got. There's this new crop of bands. I was actually talking to one of them the other day. Just book a bunch of shows. Friend up with a bunch of bands. Trade off shows. Trade do shows. and and especially in the northeast right now, just do the weekend thing. Mm-hmm. Play. Be as active as you can. Don't listen to any big promoter who's trying to give you some hassle about a radius clause. Don't tell sell them, tickets. Yeah, tell them go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's that, a thing. I'm I'm building my base here, homie. Yeah. You know. So uh, that's my big thing. Um, Shout out to uh, Culture Abuse and their management who mm-hmm. we thought, uh, so we offered Gouge, uh, Drug Church and Gouge Away. Oh, they're on the, this is on the list coming up. So. Uh, oh, you want to jump ahead? What do you want to do? Uh, yeah, let's jump, appropriate for this. We'll jump ahead and then we'll get back. Go. Uh, jump ahead. Boom, boom, boom. Quick hits. Drug Church uh, is doing a co-headline with Gouge Away. Should be really fun. Uh October fourth through the twenty seventh, East Coast and UK. There you go. No, that's the that's the that's oh. Gadgeway culture abuse. Oh, okay. that's not okay. yours, right? So we don't know when you tour because you don't either. No, not right. a clue. The Drug Church tour is uh, October uh, November 9th through December seventh. So damn, hitting some of the same full markets, US. I think. Yes, full US. And this was a, a moment of consternation because mm. we could never tell Gaujaway not to do a, a, a bigger tour. tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, so for people at home who may not know how this works, bands flip to the biggest tours that they can. You're allowed to feel salty about it. If it's far enough along that it fucks you. Yep. But if it's not, then you just kind of have to be sympathetic. It doesn't have to be the way that you navigate your own band. You can be like, hey, we promised we'd do this thing. We're going to do it off, mm-hmm. off the, whatever. But you can't be mad. So even if they passed on the drug church, even if they said, hey, look, we, we got this bigger offer. Yeah, we yeah. got this bigger offer. Uh, we were, of course, going to say, yeah, that, you know, we, we get it, right? Yeah, you weren't but, like you're bound to. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there was some concern and consternation that. Uh, that their tour, that we wouldn't be able to announce our tour oh, until their tour was done. Yes, which or their dates that overlapped with right, yeah, yeah. which would have, in my view, probably been fine. It could have impacted yours. It it, it would have uh, in some respects, but it it would have worked out in my view, whatever. But it it was going to be a bit of a pain in the ass. But um, but uh, culture abuse and uh, their management were very amenable mm-hmm. and, and just said who gives a shit yo good answer you great I mean? answer yeah. Yeah. cool need to say that more often yeah, yeah yes yeah. because <laughs> it's like yo gouge away has some energy people are gonna come or they're not you know hmm. what i mean That's right they're it. not gonna be like i saw them a month and a half ago i'm not going again hmm. well, sometime it'd be like that sometime. yeah no, but exactly. if you're good once again they'll go You'll again get back. Exactly. yeah right especially on that it isn't round eight yeah. with them in exactly. the last six months right it's like to and it's a definitive culture abuse tour exactly and to be honest i thought that like i don't know what kind of rooms culture abuse is filling but let's say that they comfortably pack a 300 right now yeah, sure so a 300 uh Drug Church will probably go into some of the same rooms by accident, but we're not trying to fill the 300, right? Just having a nice night. Yeah. So uh, if somebody saw Gouge Away on that, more energy for our tour. God bless. But you'd be surprised, people. Even when it won't adversely impact. Yeah. The culture abuse, it would not impact them at all. No. No, but it could help you. Yeah. When you pull back the curtain and you do the inside baseball shit, it's. 
People care. And people care in, in the who gives a shit way I'm that, dealing like, with oh, so much shit. who gives a shit today yeah, there's a lot of who gives a shit going yeah. around so and uh yeah I mean that's that's the way that you know look there's dispositions um in life as in music as in life some people are easily panicked some people are mm. cool under pressure mm. uh some people have very specific things that just set them off and yeah. they don't know how to handle and uh you'd be shocked in music how the ones that you trip into you know yeah. what I mean? Like people being very antsy about one thing and, and, and you know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hit on Thompson real quick. Yeah. New Age Fest. Did, I, did you hear anything about it? I didn't hear a word. Okay. <laughs> okay, next. Actually, I have a good story about like you were saying like bands will flip for bigger tours. Yeah. You want to hear a fucked up story about that? Of course. That? Oh, yeah. So should I name names? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, it's been yeah, a while. It's, it's been a long day. Yeah. All right. So we were doing a tour. It was supposed to be, I think it was like, no warning. Every time I die, Shy Hulud, most precious blood. Ah, mm. cool tour. Good tour. It was like our headlining tour. It was great. <clears throat> oh, so uh, we get an offer from to tour with the Haunted instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the Haunted were still like a thing. In the oh US, yeah, sort of. Sort of like fuck. That'd be really cool. But you know what? We already booked this. Yep. Who drops off the tour the next day? Shy Hulud, because they took the Haunted tour that we turned That's down. So funny. Wow. That's so funny. That's fucked up. That is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Look, like we had respect for the rest of yep. the bands and we stuck around. Yep. And then they took it instead. Once again, I, just business, I guess. Yeah, Sometimes so, it'd be like, like that. that. Yeah, I guess so so. I'm, I'm I don't on see Shai Halud on that uh, back to school jam. Mm, yeah. mm. <laughs> you did, yo, you crushed it. Great job. I'm what the story or back being to school a jam? Being? Thanks, that was cool, right? <laughs> Crazy. That sad. intro was sick. Yeah. I can't believe Incendiary broke up already. Yeah. Where did you get all those horn players? <laughs> uh, we borrowed them from Folly. I am. I'm that dude that's like, well, we said it, so we meant it. You know what I mean? But you don't got to always be Word that is dude. law. I it, feel like you're one of those like... Yeah. yeah guys, well, like, well, here's the thing. Tapping I, on my chest like very <laughs> Danny good. Trejo, like fucking... It, <laughs> I said it. it yeah, it's a weird thing. You're not Danny Trejo. If, you know what? I met him. I could, I could, I could, I could yeah. absorb that energy. I could absorb that energy. But uh, I think... Uh, if everybody in a room is lying, I guess it's okay to lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess. Is that how it works? No, I guess. I think that's how it works. It takes two to lie, years. one to lie, yeah. one to listen. I, I guess. You know, because like. One if, lies, one and the other swears to it, and then you're it, good to go. Because I'm mm-hmm. like the sort of dude that like is like, nah, we agreed to that, so I guess we agreed to that. You know what I mean? Right. But but if, just for perspective, you, I'm not telling anybody else they got to behave that way because it's just so understood. Like what's that Morrissey line? Everybody lies. Nobody minds. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Oh, ain't that the truth? It's like mm-hmm. in music, he's doing great, right? He's doing, yeah, he's, yeah, he's working out. Right? I'll tell you what, he's never getting knocked down so far that he's, he, that, he, true, that he ain't selling yeah. out a room. Right. Like he's one of those people that just people fucking love. Can't, it's an, like an uncle that does said, hasn't said a thing that you agree with in 35 years. So, well, it's the, isn't it the like, uh, the quality like beats it. Like people like the music. They, they can't, like it they so can't, much. there's they no can't. alternative. What are they going to do? Nothing. Like, Oh, where's, where's the house Martins? Uh, no, <laughs> it's like, Oh, that Johnny Marr, that Johnny Marr project is yeah. great. Uh. Yeah. Like well, you're just making up bullshit at that point. Mm. All right. So let's talk a little bit about cool happenstance in Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm. Yes. DFW. So the kickoff show for the Power Trip 10-year anniversary weekend. It's Friday and a Saturday. 
You have a more Louis Armstrong. Yeah, I changed that one. I, like I could do it like, different too. It, uh, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> That's more like yours. And I'll think to myself. So yeah. here's a. We've talked about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. With you seem so cracked right now. If I may be so honest, you're like, yeah, I'm you like haven't eaten real food headache. tonight. Uh, yeah, I've only. That's like, a good point. I've only had half a cookie. Yeah. Uh, and fielded this well, dumbest phone chips. calls I've had in a. <laughs> so. Um, There's a lot of it, here's a, a question. Lot to get this okay. going, you know? uh, yeah, this machine is this slow <laughs> today. Announcing your age as a band. Uh-huh. Oh, you did. Oh, fuck me. No, no, no. no keep no, going. No, no, no. I want uh, your take. Um, as a hardcore band, and you know, you'll see sick of it all do this. You'll see, you'll see bands do this, but to a, a, an adverse extent, I would. Think. I think that doing it as a hardcore band is poison. I think doing it as a metal band, which Power Trip is now largely, I think is still cool you know yeah, what I mean like you get away with it you get away with it and yeah. I think people are into it whereas hardcore being a youth culture regardless of the fact that uh, there's four four hundred year old men at this fucking table <laughs> right now uh, it, it being largely a youth culture I think that it really pointing wor- it out yes, is not a good look it really works yeah. against you yeah. people are looking for those lines in your face when you say 30 anniversary they're like what the yeah. fuck my the- parents weren't even married yes yet. yes yeah. yes they're like they're like I'm fucking that's t- more than twice my age what right. I'm trying to oh, think of weird. other bands that that wear like cause New York Hardcore loves it yeah oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. to but a like, point like I don't think tragedies like current tours like the 18 year anniversary. No. like they're not I mean, covering like, Alice Cooper every night. It's not like fucking they're going like you know in 2016 they didn't do like the 30 year Age of Quarrel tour. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's known to be old, but no one but points they, out how old. Chromex did 10 year anniversary shirts for like That's what right. year? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they did. What year did the Chromex form? Depends Nobody on which camp you're on. Yeah, you know, but like, yes. like, but you know, they, but they did uh, 20 year and 25 year Age of Quarrel shirts. I want to say yes, did they? Yeah. I don't even. I printed. One. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. We, ne- we never announce our affiliation on this. On yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that's <laughs> yeah, why I'm yeah. not picking a side, but they did make those year, 10 year anniversary world tour Dude. shirts for what tour, tour or in what date? Could have been 92, could have been 94. Yeah, right. I don't know. Interesting. All right, so we're ready for the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Power Trip. Oh, yeah, yes. give it to me. The kickoff Who do a show. great job for being a 10 year band of keeping You'd never active. know. It. No, they're not. They're, they, they they're a new band to most people. They kill yeah. it. So, 10 year. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't, yeah, 10 years is not embarrassing. Kickoff show, Friday, November 9th at Club Dada. Mm. We'll go from the bottom. Steel Bearing Hand. Okay. Criaturas. Mm-hmm. Obstruction. Mm-hmm. Forward. Mm-hmm. Headlining. Friend of the Pod. Eternal Champion. All right. I love it. It's a good, that's a good little The armor of iron. Yeah. Good little gig. All right. And then the official 10th anniversary show, September, uh, Saturday, November 10th at Canton Hall. Mm. Opening Holy Order mm. Back to Back Houston War Hungry mm. Iron Age mm. Cold World mm. Ceremony mm. And Power Trip Wow yeah. It's a good gig Great If show. I remember correctly Great Ceremony show. did their 10th anniversary thing And right. had Power Trip on That's it That's right They sure did Yeah In like oh, What's the town Palo Alto I no, don't uh, think so Prima Vera Prima Loma Prima. No, it was like a one word. Petaluma. Petaluma. There you go. There you go. I was just kidding when I thought no, you were no, 100% right. Nailed, nailed it. It's a very, it's a very um, pretty name. Real recognized, real all over that show. Really just a great show. Very I think I'm like. I haven't oh, been to yeah. Dallas in a while. Yeah. Dallas is cool. If it was on a coast, I'd live there. Yeah, I don't mind Dallas, actually. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I go here. I, I actually haven't been in quite a while. It's my cool, my girl was living there when we first started dating, and she I have been. I went to a wedding in Fort Worth, but mm. I have not been in five years plus. Let's, uh, let's see if your dad can reschedule his seventieth birthday. We'll make it a weekend. Yeah, he's had sixty nine prior. I know. I mean, what's the and big like, deal with this in reality, one? like, isn't this his seventy first? Because his true first birthday, birthday he was, was born. Well, was you born don't. You also don't start at one. Yeah. So this yeah, is really right. a sixty ninth birthday. Mm. What? Wait. But yeah. the day was you born. don't count. You're one. Yeah. You're zero then. So then, yeah, yeah, the yeah. So you year, so I think he'd have year. an extra. So I think he'd have an extra. He's starting his 69th year. So is this yeah. 71, though? I no, think it's 70. No, is it's, he's right. Oh, yeah, math is hard right now. Um, all right. All right. So a couple more quick hits. A couple more quick hits. And I have then, to make my exit. Out, and then we're going to continue on with some questions. And then we're going to listen to this and, and think it's weird. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, Vane, on tour forever. Let's just go through this really quick. Headline tour with Sanction, Judiciary, and one other band. Fuck. Yeah. Not Vomitara. Someone. No. Primavera. Primavera. Okay. Um, Pasta Primavera. That's in September. Then they're doing a leg with Ghost Mane. Yeah. As discussed. Then they're doing a f- Deftones festival in San Diego, I mm. believe, at Petco. Oh, Petco Park. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going on tour with Every Time I Die in Turnstile. That Every Time I Die Turnstile tour is in November. All that other stuff is happening before it. Mm. Wow, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, of know, that's the, the right Netflix way to do it. Constant tour, constant tour. They're 22 year olds. Tour. This is the way to do it. Every yeah. other band, you don't have to sound like Vane. Fuck it, just do it. No, but in your stupid job at Domino's, Steve, doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, Steve, in, quit. Steve. In 2018, you're just you're either getting pro core bands that tour for real, yep. or bands that have no business on the road. Yes, right. So there's not like I mean, this is more of a, they're not they're pro core. They're they're pro-core, they're, so. they're but they are banned like every a lot of people rep for it. I've heard they're really nice guys. Uh, obviously, they're doing really well, but they're putting in the fucking work. It's they're not as, the sweat yeah. equity. So. I think that's what you should do as a band. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Is it other band Purgatory on that? Judiciary yes. Purgatory? Is that possible? I'm Could look that be. Up. You oh. look it up. It's not Primavera. It's not. They're, they're going on the self-defense tour. Um, Primavera. Yeah. Alfredo. It's Alfredo's opening. Uh-huh. Primavera. Then... Is Carbonara uh, on any of those dates? No, no, no. Okay. It's it, okay. They had a whole thing. It's yeah, mushroom. Like a it's, oil and vinegar? It's mushroom medley. What mushroom about Margarita? Hegeoyoyo. They're like a Tegan Declined Sarah tour. situation. Too big, uh, too big for us. Okay. They, they, they had that hot streak. Um, Fuming Mouth. Fuming Mouth from Western I, Mass. Yeah, That's an right. atrocious name. I Vane, hate that name. Sanction, yeah. That just mouth triggered me. Judiciary. Mm. It's because I think of like a dentist with a bad breath. It's a bad fuming breath, mouth, right? For sure. Green, yeah. Yeah, the death, death breath's already taken. Let's just do Fuming Mouth. I don't fuming like mouth. names that remind me of bad breath or bad teeth. Mm, and there's one the, called Thin Lips that I'm like, oh, I don't even know weird. what the fuck that is. I don't Did you take it personally? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Do you consider yourself someone with thin lips? Yeah, look, I didn't, but my bandmate Kai hit my fucking. Uh, Instagram or something and she said you got thin lips no she said uh, yo they say white privilege is real but those lips are no privilege that's fucking oh. <laughs> oh. She, she said she said that's a fucking, yeah I was yeah, like yo, yo, I she's read, not wrong I read some shit uh, I saw it on Twitter or something it was like oh two uh, terms that if you take if you break them down they mean the same thing mm-hmm. if you take it quite literally um, but when they're what they mean is quite different. So, um, butt dial and booty call. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Pretty cool, right? I like that. I, I was thinking like about when that you with Google uh, rappers' full names. Oh yeah, 
Uh-oh. Like th- that cardigan meme, bar- that meme is very again. funny right yeah. now. I think it's really funny. Uh, cardigan the, the, backyard again. This is welcome to another episode of meme. Old white men explain memes yes. over the radio. Yes, rap <laughs> memes. <laughs> um, bam, bam, bam. The, Record the, aficionado volume. You want to go first? Do you think anybody would find that relaxing if I just did like a fifteen minute I podcast where I explain a meme? I think yeah. it needs I to be mean, longer. Like and that's the problem. In the left hand side, there's a guy. He looks like Kermit, and he's drinking a cup of tea. but over here it's Morrissey, then over here. <laughs> I wonder how many novelty listeners I could get. It out does of that. have to be SMR, yeah. so it's very calm talking, and you try to go low tone. And I'm like, and like Gar- Garfield, uh, he has no nose in this panel, which is a callback to the first panel where he had a nose, and yeah. Yeah, that would be great. John arrives. <laughs> John arrives to the fourth panel in the strip. I think we could do. That's what we're doing after this. This is our Amelia's going out. We're doing this Friday nights. All right for rocking. John's date has been removed from this panel. So it appears that him and Garfield are having a romantic exchange. (laughs) The nurse calmly says to John, congratulations, you're the proud parent of a new... (laughs) Shout out Garfield. Garfield heads out there, got me. Sex Um, is cool, but have you ever? Jim Davis. (laughs) Cincinnati's own. Um, Record aficionado. Is that why he's orange and black? (laughs) No, but I think he is from there. No, I think maybe. Ooh, we should try to find out. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. It really did blow my mind. Um, speaking of Connecticut, as we did at some point, uh, Jay Bill uh, just put together the second official, second I think uh, he has edition. the shortest official name ever. Jay Bill? That's a nice name, right? And once I was like, no, what's his real last name? I'm like, Bill, B-I-L. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. That's right. No, I just paypal him something else. It was longer than Bill. Oh, someone said it was... Villanova? Don't out him. I like yeah, that name. Yeah, uh, record Aficionado Volume 2, a collection on Revelation Records 1987 and 91, is coming out. He did this before with basically early 80s classics records. The deal is mostly just record layouts. It's made up. Labels. That's amazing. Um, inserts, all the ephemera, all the like visual pieces cool. that would make like, oh, if I'm holding a record, I want to look at this stuff. So he's doing the second edition about the Revelation and, era stuff. Is it a limited run? Pretty limited. You should get your order in. I think it's moving pretty quick. Um, but it's on like, what is it like? Touched leather or leather? Tumbled leather, Tumbled which leather. is his. He's self-released. He did cool. the whole thing all himself. This is, to me, a cool way to collect record aesthetics without necessarily collecting records. Is this thing something younger people would like? Because now it's, oh, maybe I don't have the means to afford records. Because yeah. I, I actually think kids might, people who are interested in buying records might be priced out because there's all these old motherfuckers like us who may or may not have careers. And it's like, oh yeah, I'll spend $250 on that Gorilla Biscuit 7-inch now. Sure, why yeah. not? Is this a way for them to touch hardcore ephemera without owning it? Bad cop. No. No. Let's hear it. no. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, here's Tumblr. Can you print it out? Oh, yeah. now I have Tumblr that I can take with me on the train. Is that what you're saying this is? Yes. Okay, I'll be good. I mean, top. did I order one and two? Yes. <laughs> yes. Did I just show Tom my printout of my PayPal receipt? Ago, like, yeah. I ordered it today because I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. But I think I think it's a niche market. I'm someone who sold their records. Yeah. So I don't have this stuff. But I think it's cool. Do you think someone who doesn't care about collecting records at all would still find this cool? No. Patrick. No. No, don't care. I mean, I mean, neat, matter to you. Neat, neat, neat. Do you twenty five dollars care? No, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that is twenty five doesn't twenty five dollars doesn't care about food. Like, no, but yeah. straight up, I mean, I think it's cool, but I, I also think it's, cool. think it's it's an old guy thing. 
Mm. A question for, for this thing. Yes. Will it feature all of the covers of the Warzone 7-inch? No, it won't. Because yeah. there's one that can't be pictured. I know. That's what I was asking if it was going to be in there. It's Why? not. The line sleeve. There's no photos of it allowed. To be prevented from being bootlegged. Mm-hmm. How many other? Six? Seven? Ish. Yeah. Nobody knows. So the story of the Warzone 7-inch line sleeve is that Jordan Cooper, who owns, runs, uh, and graciously allows us to all share in Revelation Records, is uh, in Malcolm Tent from uh, Trash, American, Trash style. American Style in Connecticut. Is the guy's name Malcolm Tent? Like Malcolm Tent? Yes. Is that his punk name? Malcolm Tent. Yeah. It's great. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And, uh, nice guy. So Jordan, and his, he had a handful of extra Warzone 7 inches. Him and his significant other at the time, they put together these lion sleeve covers, had some stamps on them, da da da, all this stuff, maybe some hand coloring, whatever, whatever. Um, and it's a, an image of a lion attacking a horse in storm format. And he maybe there was five, maybe there was 10, maybe there was 12, who knows. He brought them with him, he gave one to Malcolm. Him and Malcolm then went, drove down to Florida together and distributed a bunch of Revelation records at various stores up and down the East uh-huh. Coast. And supposedly a couple slipped out through there and nobody really has any idea where any of them are. Interesting. Yeah, cool yeah. Cool for the folklore, you yeah. know, but it's uh, not yeah. pictured. I just feel like in this... Do you want me to draw you a picture? I can. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just think it's one of those things that, like, can't we all just agree that we can tell a bootleg from a bootleg at this point. Maybe let's let's do this star I feel like the star no magazine knows, style. I feel like, like the fact that no one knows what it looks like makes it even easier to bootleg. Right, that's true. Like, oh yeah, this is yeah, this is it. Um, I think we should do like the like Kylie Jenner or like celebrities who have kids and then sell the photos of the baby. Mm, let's yeah. let's let's get a bid. Let's throw something up on eBay that we'll be like, hey, Revelation Records, we want to pay this much for. To see the, yeah. the for photos of it. Like, 20 th- 2018, nothing in the world is fucking sacred. Warzone line sleeve, asterisk, the only thing that matters. Apparently, like, <laughs> that thing you can't talk it's about. Sacred, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, well, it's not photoed. It's like the it's like the, the Putin photo that's banned in Russia. Oh, I don't know that one. Which one? Know that? His horse photo? No, it's him. Getting it's him. No, I think it's a picture of him with like <laughs> lipstick on, on like a weird with background. A lion Just do a Putin banned image. Mm. He's wearing, like, it's banned in Russia. A wise hat. A less popular Bad Brain song. It's yeah. a picture. There's a picture of Vladimir Putin with makeup on, and it's banned in the country of Russia. We'll quietly describe it to you for the next five minutes. Oh, that, I mean, it's just. It's it, not even offensive. No, no. but the, but the man is quite offended by the photo. He's just wearing a little makeup. You. He looks fine. Yeah. Vlad, don't be yeah. mad. We good with yeah. it. Vlad the Impaler. Um, but okay, yeah. I mean, does it, this? Okay, quick thing. Yeah. Is this for people who are over 30? Like strictly? I don't know. Majority. I think there's enough. Yes. Yes. But yeah. I think there's enough younger kids that are like taken by the revelation uh, legend. And, and as much as I joke, correct, right? and as I mean, much as I joke about, especially that specific, like, we talk yeah. about my friend, little Brandon a lot, uh, singer crust. He's a very good friend of mine. He is 22 or 23, something like that. 23. Maybe he cares. Yeah. He doesn't care about collecting records necessarily, but he had that J. Bill book, the first edition, right. and he referenced it to me the other day. He cares about talking about it. And then, well, and yeah. he just cares about... And if you are young and maybe you don't care that much about history or you don't care about record collecting or nothing, I think there was a part of him that looked at it on an art and aesthetic yeah. level. It's like an art book. It's like, yo, this yeah. is cool. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing these things. Oh, this looks cool. And on a strictly 
raw level to that, I do think the book's cool for whatever age and yeah. whatever, I mean, I even if you're not kid, into it. Did you ever see those, like, fuck you heroes books? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I was young. Yeah. And I gave a shit. Yeah, and it was it, I mean, was, it was twenty was, years before you know. You know what you I mean? Were, like, yeah. I feel it wasn't like well, this isn't for me because it's not. A yeah, I mean, like I like I have that the Radio Silence book, super cool. Yeah. The disposable mm, book, mm, the skateboard sure. book's cool. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a place for that. Radio Silence is there's super. There's an rad. Austin photographer. I don't remember their name, and I'm sorry. Um, but they're another like '80s photographer, and they had a small zine called "Fuck You, Glennie Friedman" because <laughs> it was just like all this one skate contest, right. and it's just like photos of like Glenn Friedman like, like blocking oh, the, the shot, yeah. and all, like his like right. arm is like in the way. That's, that's great. It's super. It's super funny. Okay, uh, next quick hit. You still good? You good? Not really. You gotta go. What's the next quick hit? Left? New Terror record. Total Retaliation. Oh, we got a tour coming with Harm's Way, Backtrack, You're the Knife, and Candy. You good? That'd be cool. Yeah, I heard people that have heard it said it's one of it's the best record in a long time. With it, okay, no shit. That's yeah. what I've been told. New candy record might be out by then. Is this a good tour for them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're the knife. Seem ready for the next thing, kinda. Um, I've gotten a lot of good tours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. On minimal release. Yeah, well, right. they did. The, they did their own digital only release. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, for, right. You know, yeah, be on a fucking knock loose tour and on mm-hmm. this tour. And I think they won a lot of fans on that Knock Loose tour. Absolutely. I mean, that's a great example of going from strength to strength and just yeah. sort of like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Let's let's make it into three opportunities because that's what an opportunity is. Uh, I, you know, musically, it's, it's, uh, I, let me put it like this. If what we mean by the next stage is one of these kind of larger labels that, mm. that is, uh, is uh, knocking on the doors of certain of certain small bands. I I I, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know because I wouldn't have necessarily thought no shade at all that sanction was uh, ready for the next step. But they're proving me wrong. They hit the ground running. Yeah, exactly. They they, they proved me wrong. So yeah, I they're kind of popping off, right? Yeah. Like, I, I so. It's always this thing where maybe I don't know what big is versus small and, you know, like I, maybe I don't have a fucking clue anymore. So why the fuck not, I guess, is the real question. Yeah. But, why the fuck not? As long, look, as long as you can play your instruments, uh, know, yeah. oh, sometimes or not. Or, or know your. We're not playing people instruments. Nah, it's just, people get mad that's not punk. It's very mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that sort of stuff is not punk. Not punk. Uh, it's like punk. It, oh. If you can play your instruments and you have a vibe, and the vibe is palpable, yeah, you stand cool. as much a shot as anybody else. No. What do you mean? Oh, say goodbye. Yeah. Say goodbye to the listeners at the same time. Thank you. Um, say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Say goodbye to Hollywood. So you enjoy your dinner. Yeah. Happy, this, birthday. This, Happy birthday! This is Tom's birthday dinner, everybody. Uh, thank you for your time today. That was a long time of oh oh he's spraying he's spraying me because nice I smell bad. Oh, um, I just got Febreze in my own home. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, Febreze in my own home. Uh, thank you, Tom. Uh, what else we got? What's up with Harm's Why? They're on this tour. Terror, Harm's Way, Backtrack, Candy. You're the Is that knife. the order? I believe so. Yeah, oh, wait. Terror, Harm's Way, Backtrack, You're the Knife, Candy. Candy's opening. I'm not taking shit away from Harm's Way anymore. Because Harm's Way... We're not right. I mean, we're, yeah, we're I mean 
well, it's not like we slammed him. We just no, said, no, no, no. But, but I would think backtrack is bigger. But that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But but uh, I think it might be like same level. That's when you look at the flyer. It's right. in the same level. Okay. So who knows? They might flip flop depending but on where you're at. I feel like at this point, Candy's also super hot. Yep. So having to follow them every day while they're like the up and coming thing might also be yep. kind of a bad yeah. spot. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Same deal. Maybe you're the knife opens. Maybe Candy opens. It's not. Yeah, maybe flip flop. Mid tour change. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Europe with D's nuts, backtrack, and risk it. Pardon me? Is that another like meme thing that that's we're going to fall terror. into? Terror's doing the European leg oh. of the total retaliation with D's nuts, backtrack, and risk it. <laughs> is, D's nuts is a Bofa band. Yeah, that's, yeah. Bo- that's for sure Bofa. <laughs> uh, Bofa core. So, yeah, I mean, in Europe, that flies. Fuck it, sure. Have we heard D's nuts? Have you heard D's nuts? I have heard D's nuts. Are they like fat nuts? No, it, it's mm, unfortunately. like it, it's. Uh, if I recall, it's that very chunky mosh music, mm-hmm. not quite like what the kids are on now with the more technical drumming. The more mm-hmm. it's it, it, these nuts. When I heard it, was straight up like, oh, this isn't bury your dead, but it is ten years later. Yeah, you know what I mean. So okay, and I haven't granted I haven't heard them in seven years, but. I should revisit. It's if a good it's, name. If it's buried, you're dead, Jason. I know what you mean. Like I, I get, I get that that style of music. You get it. You love it. No, no, nah, it's no, not my lane. But I, I know what it sounds like. What would it take? Let's just swap bodies. You want? Sure, sure. You want? To- <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into a what's that? Uh, Freaky, Freaky Friday, Friday situation. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're gonna share a chip, and, uh-huh. and when we bite into the chip together, it'll be we'll pee in the fountain. And the oh, lady strikes it. yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. So. Uh, this is a little, you know what? This is a bit tough because I don't actually love Bury Your Dead, so it's not easy. But um, what is something that I could uh, subject you to with the understanding that now you have to consider it and possibly even like it? But you oh. have to consider it. You have to get, oh. listen to it and give it a shot and be like, oh, all that, all that. I'm trying to think because, I mean, like, this, like, all the, like, mosh metal kind of stuff like mm-hmm. I've seen a handful of it but none of it was ever like well this is the band for me yes <laughs> if, if I want to say a, like a total like outside of my lane band that I like fell into for a minute mm-hmm. um, you and I oh that okay oh my god weird yeah. one right yeah. totally not my headband Dave era Ah, uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what was that, 98-ish yeah. when mm. they were like a big thing? Poppin', yeah. I saw them just like on default like they played whatever they played a bunch of I, shows. I played a lot of shows and I would just go because oh, it's the show this weekend. I'll see the band, and I it hit me like all the like cry on the floor, thrash yeah, around didn't, didn't do anything was for you. not my mm, speed at all. No, but that one I liked, and then I went to see them a lot. No shit. And then like I went to their last show, like saw mm. them, I saw them probably 10, 12 times. Mm. We went to see them on purpose. That's didn't, surprising. Didn't care about anything else like that. Yeah, you know, again, just like that was the one that I like. This one I like. So who knows? Maybe there's that one mosh metal band out there that I'll, I bet there is. I'll, I'll just get them. But you like Hatebreed? Hatebreed. But the thing is, I'm a, I'm a bad Hatebreed fan though. Oh, explain. Because I, I am think, also a bad Hatebreed. I think I only care about Perseverance. I mean, it's the better record. I don't care. It is. This said. is a three or three Perseverance room right now. You know what though? So we've talked about it on this podcast to great lengths. Uh, satisfaction. More important songs. Perseverance just has. A handful of super hits. It's super catchy. I, I had this weird. Satisfaction is the age quarrel for the new generation. That might be true. I think. But what generation? It was yeah, twenty. But, but yeah. here's the thing: the the demo and the LP are both called Age of Quarrel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not the same record. Um, like 
I heard uh, what's it called? Perseverance when it came out because it was played and frequently at our workplace. And then from like people talking about TDT, TDT. what up, Jeff? Um, From people talking about the first tape read LP, I'm like satisfaction. I'm like, do I listen to this now in 2018 for the first time? See what I think of this. I went on a headphones walk where I just yeah. like yeah. just listened to it start to finish, and I'm like, I just want to listen to Perseverance after yeah. this. Yeah. I would think Satisfaction is more in your lane. You'd think so. But I feel it's like more grindy. Perseverance yeah. is. Do you think, I think perse- is Perseverance faster? I think so. It's more Slayer, yeah. more Slayer yeah. and it's yeah. like a motivational speaker record. Yes. yes. Yeah, like it's it's an empowering record. Yes. So yeah, that's. You can you can get personal bests off of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, personal bests. But okay, what else we got? Oh, um, all right. So we talked on the Gouge Away tour dates. They're touring with Culture Abuse. Then they're touring with you guys, Drug Church. On that tour, Heart Attack Man. What do you know anything about them? Heart Attack Man, Cleveland band. Uh, they. Uh, they don't sound like Drug Church, but. The two, but the two, but the two are not miles away from each other. Uh, they kind of, if I add like sort of a hardcore voice uh, mm. vocal to uh, Drug Church, they go in more of a like a nerdier direction, like a like a more uh, sort of indie-ish sort of mm. thing or whatever. So uh, while the bands are could potentially occupy the same lane, and obviously are, they're touring together, but yeah. uh, they're different in that one respect uh, that, and I think that they go for more of a likable anthemic sort of song. Whereas we only got a couple of those hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. Bye Tom. Happy birthday, yeah, thank brother. You. Happy thank birthday. You. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so never Seattle's the new gods. Oh, doing yeah. the other leg of the tour. Yep. Just put out a record. Uh, they had to get it together internally because they, they beefed for, 10 minutes mm, and mm, don't uh, do that and then got back together uh, Bye, Amelia. and and now now they see themselves as kind of like like a mistress band where like where, oh. where they yeah because they're like mis- mistress hardcore. you know what it is like i like that so i haven't had this experience but plenty of people report yeah uh, my relationship with this person was not great but afterwards like we continued to have sex for three months and it was very fulfilling. It was nice. Right. You know what I mean? Now I don't, I don't really occupy that lane with, no. you know, but the, the, uh, I, that's, I think, uh, Seattle's new gods where when they were each other's, uh, primary partner, they were getting on each other's nerves all the time. Couldn't cohabitate. Right. But now that they're, they're just lovers, they're kicking it off. See, to me, that seems like, so did they break up and get back together? Sort of soft breakup of, of like a fuck you, like I guess we won't talk about this for a few months. Because that seems like like when people like we break up, then we get back together and have a kid immediately. Uh, yeah. You know, like it seems like that's a oh, bad yeah. a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that I feel is like a little bit, yeah. On bands that I've had that were in rocky territory, the idea of being like, let's go, let's just van this for a while. Let's seems yeah. like a, a bad yeah. idea. Let's move we in. Have, we haven't been doing well. Let's let's jump in the van and smell each other for a yeah. month. I mean, they might they might punch each other in the face, but but they uh, they're only doing what one half half something like that. Yeah, so, but they can, they're doing they can handle stuff, it. So they can right. handle it. Uh, so here, they know. got a record, uh, and you know, for people at home, Sales New Gods has more of a unified aesthetic merch wise than mm. almost any band yes, I know. It's really quite good. If it's an East Coast tour, at least the drives also won't be miserable. True, it's true. Might not turn on each other. Yeah. 
so the reason I bring up this Gadgetway thing, we talk about them, we big up them, cool band. When it, they're touring with culture abuse, they're touring with drug church. How do I put this? The run for cover world. It ran parallel. It was adjacent to hardcore. It was alongside. Very big. A lot of people who were into hardcore were into that. A lot of people who were into that kind of got into hardcore. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like the shadows. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Gouge away, culture abuse, drug church. Is this a new wave of that kind of parallel thing? Oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I you know, and, and it's like, it's not like the, the run for cover thing seemed to be a little further off. So I'm not saying, oh, this is the new blah, blah, blah. But it's sort of like, yeah, like you're all, Drug Church is a hardcore band with post-hardcore leanings. Gaujoi, similar, kind of different, different leans. More straightforward, the most straightforward of the three. Yeah. And Cultural Abuse is more uh, poppy or pop-punky, but indie-ish and weird. But is this this new kind of like the, um, the not Uncanny Valley, but, but like, the the not hardcore bands that are okay for hardcore yeah, yeah. the non-core like, it's non-core you the know non-core I mean? bands that non-core. could be and I mean maybe I this is it like non-core can do really well and it actually often can be the bridge to the casual oh for sure this could be a, a definite bridge to a casual there's not gonna be any like fights at probably a single one of these oh, shows God, like, no that's that's one thing that's awesome not that self defense there's fucking slug matches but like what <laughs> what I'm saying is that like for an aggressive band. I gotta say, Drug Church dials in a listener who is there to have a good time. Yeah, and like we talked about the apolitical nature of a lot of hardcore mm-hmm. or a lot of bands at the moment. Uh, the one thing that I can say for that energy, that vibe of not having politics, is people come to those shows without a chip on their shoulder and largely, and look for people at home, you know what I'm into. So that's not necessarily great. You know what I mean? Like having a chip on your shoulder is what you're supposed to do as a young person. I think most of the time, but I think that it is a, a cool, uh, thing. It's just a cool 
not nobody's going to get their nose broke at no. these shows and right now at a time where people are very disinterested in like kind of traditional masculinity very yep. disinterested in sort of like a macho-ness and yep. don't get me wrong that'll probably come back we know everything comes back sure. but like at this moment it's kind of like those bands are hitting like a good stride of just like look you come to the show you have a good time that's what it is you know what yeah. i mean like don't fucking yeah. i mean there was just that whole sheer mag power trip tour yeah. you know you, you, you know, that's a weird mix because Power Trip obviously a diff- is a different lane than Sheer Mag. So sure. But like, you know, seeing Sheer Mag on just like a Sheer Mag tour, mm-hmm. it's just going to be like a, a bop around fun yep. show. Yeah. For the, the people that that's what they're I mean, I, I think Turnstile is really at the head of the pack with this, with, with uh, sort of having a vibe that is... Poli- okay, so I think what that person was saying, when we said Turnstile is not at all political sure uh, uh, on a that wasn't this podcast it was an it earlier was a, podcast. The patreon but you know uh, if you want to hear those questions go peek. to that yeah yeah so okay so uh, uh, sneak peek uh somebody s- suggested that uh turnstile was a political band in in so far as they are packaged and present themselves mm-hmm. and we kind of said you know that's the least political band but that person was correct in this respect it's so apolitical that it is inviting to all Yes. And in 2018, maybe that's politics. And I, the part that I would say, because I don't think of Turnstile as a political band, but I think of the way they operate their band as being political. And a lot of times people take that as a negative connotation, but I don't because I think their politics is kind of of the inclusionary nature. You know, they're trying to make things, and that boils down to the way they present themselves, the way they book their shows, the way they book their tours. Um, and that's kind of cool, you know. Yep. That's kind of that is in itself a political thing. Um, so this kind of hits me with just a random sidebar, but the idea of hardcore, you know, we got asked one of these questions. They said Africa Bombada had identified pillars of hip hop that if you have these components, you have hip hop. Yeah. I have a feeling that if you were asked to do so for hardcore, there would be people who would say, oh, violence. There's or people that would say that. Yeah. Who would, and I think that's a fallacy. Or and a menace, think, a threat. Well, threat, uh, it's different. You know, for me, violence is even a funny word. But would think when they say violence, mean physical violence. Mm. And to me, violence is, can be many things. But the idea of hardcore being intrinsically married to violence of the physical kind is... A complete fallacy. I think hardcore needs a catharsis, and that doesn't necessarily need to be violence. But I think that it needs to be like an outburst of emotion that, you know, obviously, yeah. I mean, all these things are also band names, it seems like. But uh, I mean, that said, like, you know, there's definitely some like more melodic stuff that doesn't seem like all the Revolution Summer stuff. As much as it's not like screaming out a wall, so to speak, it's still definitely a catharsis for the people involved in it. Absolutely. So I think that's part of the, you know, you need, I think for it to be true form hardcore, it, it should have someone, I don't know if they want to say that they're, they're troubled, but there's some, there should be some sort of an outsider that this is like their release. Yeah. So, and I think when you get everyone that's like, they were all the captain of the football team and now they're a hardcore <laughs> band, unless it's brick, like, yeah. you know, like for the most part, like that's like what you like this seems like oh this was just packaged together like a boy band right um, and, the, and that's the question to me is that like that's what we're saying about this like non-core thing and 
and the beauty of turnstile and like da 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 is that like yeah you know there's a, there is this element of like having a good time yeah and and it is like I I spoke highly of your set at Sound and Fury because there was clearly for people there it was a release they were going nuts and it was physical but it wasn't in a hurt the dude next to you way yeah um, nah. yeah but it, but it was it's refreshing when you see that and uh, I think when people do see that that's that's something that brings them closer to what hardcore is in terms of the release which totally can be a really physical thing to me like physical release is a, an important part of this whole thing but uh, to say that that always equates to violence is a fallacy and I, I always oh, for I sure. want to refer, reaffirm that whenever people hear us talk about this kind of shit mm. I, I've gone on record on this as being more sympathetic to the violent shit happening mm-hmm. which is weird because I'm not a violent person I'm small and the bands that I play in are, do not sort of yeah do that um but uh yeah i mean i agree Uh, nobody needs to get their nose broke to have a good time no but but i also agree that like it happens yeah yeah yeah, it can happen yeah yeah yeah. it's not avoidance of physical activity isn't what we're talking about Mm -hmm. it's just physical violence for the sake of physical violence or the idea of it to me Violence can be a mental thing, and that's a lot more aggressive, or an emotional thing, and that's. Yeah. I'm also like, as a grown man, the idea of going someplace where people are willfully hurting each other, so stupid. You know? No, I, mean? I agree. Like, right. like, if you are hurting each other by accident and there's a hug afterwards, that's a good vibe. That's fine. I can handle that. Places I don't know if I'd go to a show where it's like you know like the the confused hate breed metalhead fan is knocking people out. Right. Uh, you know I don't know if I need that as a fucking grown up, but the. Uh, yeah. My, my friend got in a fight during Slayer when we went to see him a few months ago <laughs> or like lap, I don't know June Yeah, and uh, we were like a city block away from Slayer we were wow. very far oh, oh, oh. we were not like in, not in, in the, the shit yeah. like I couldn't have hit any member of I couldn't have hit the stage with a baseball you the know baseball. It's, just like, it's like what are we doing like why is there like a, a dude just like push moshing and grabbing onto your shirt and you know like we're so far 100 far. yards from the yeah, like, stage if you want to there's like I can see three other pits just go to one of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. alright that's enough for the quick hits. How you doing? Where's your energy? Your energy is so low right now. I haven't eaten. Feel crazy. No, we need to get but I, see, the no, thing is, I'm kind of full in a weird way, but I'm like clearly low energy. Yeah, you need to get some like uh, clean food. Though. Yeah, that's true. There's but some I think, tomatoes I, over there. I think my brain. I might eat them. I think my brain is sharp. Hit me with some. Let's shit. go. Let's do some Facebook. It's just questions. my body's failing. I know. <laughs> the body's weak, but the mind is strong. It's still sharp. It's like All my right. father. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to go blind in an eye here. So, all right. Lose um, some toes. We hit our buddies in uh, the Facebook group that Mm. is part of the Axe Grind internet presence. Uh, Go on there. Not my buddies. I see you out there. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a fun thing. I see a lot of like keeping some positive energy. I want to make sure we do that. It's, It's cool. You, yeah, you'd cool. enjoy it, but you know, I, I advise you to stay away from it. Yeah, I, I'm, you're actually banned from it, just like the Bridge Nine. No when we did that right, back well, in the day. Ha ha ha! But we asked people for questions. We got a fuck ton, okay. so let's go into All right, it. Go in. Graham Moore asked, "What's the worst show you've booked or played at? Also, what fucking state just sucks ass to play in? Being from Ohio, it seems that bands never come through. Usually, hit Chicago, Detroit, Pittsburgh." Rather than a Columbus, Cleveland, or Cincy date. Thank you, Graham. 
Wait, uh, what, Ohio, what? does Ohio uh, suck ass? Um, this is a tough topic because there are people in Ohio who have supported both of my bands mm. for a long fucking time. Shout out to Chris, who continue to book us even when it doesn't make sense. And so I'm very grateful for y'all. That said, as a state, I dislike Ohio so much that I try to route around it. Bottom 10 state. I really don't like Ohio, man. I don't know that it's a bottom 10. Okay. I went to Cleveland for a wedding like a couple months ago and had a great time. Okay, well, uh, name 10 states that it's better than. Yeah, can you do that? That's how to get it out of the bottom 10. Arkansas? It's <laughs> is, is Ohio better than Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah, okay. maybe. No. I'm Maybe. not giving it. Not I'm not giving it. it. Um, so it's got a half. Missouri? I, uh, St. Louis is pretty St. all right. I like Kansas City a lot. No. I, I have no positives or negatives for Kansas, so I'll throw it above Kansas. <sighs> I like Kansas I, I, more. Lawrence is a nice town. If you, want to be, if you want to be real, I've never been to Hawaii or Alaska. So Same like, here. So like, what? Just by default? Dude, you know Hawaii's better. <laughs> yeah. You've seen photos. And you know Alaska's better, I've been too. To Alaska. You've seen photos. I've been to Alaska. I don't love it, but I'll say it's Personally, better. I don't have anything positive to say about Maine. No, me neither. All right, so we're going to put Ohio over Maine. Uh No, I won't. I won't either, (laughs) but you want to? Okay, you're up to three. Pennsylvania? Uh, uh, Pennsylvania, I like too. It's got its positives. Okay. Yeah, I like Pennsylvania. Delaware, never done a thing for me. Okay. Yeah, Delaware. Delaware we'll throw in there. Yeah, fuck it. Honestly, West Virginia? West Virginia played a cool show in Morgantown, but... Throw it in there. Okay. What? I think so you, you played a, one cool show in West Virginia that beats all of fucking Ohio. You South the, Carolina have nothing, nothing. Oh, dude. Ohio is a top ten state. Huh? Oh no, no. South Not Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. We're South. throwing in yeah. there. Ooh, edit that. I'll, I'll keep yeah. North edit, Carolina. Edit I'll keep North Carolina as a good state. And wait, North. North I am a South man. North. I like both. I'll take both over Ohio. We're just dealing with Ohio. Yeah. So you're putting Ohio over South Carolina. I am. That's okay. Crazy. That's great. You're at five. I, I don't think anybody Utah, going. dude. Have you spent? You need to go to Utah. I'm the thing. Zion National Park. I haven't spent a lot of time there. He's just pulling these out of his ass. Yeah, now. you yeah, just, just, you just Nevada. Nevada. Nevada's fine. Nevada's fine. He's spoken like somebody who's gone to the Bunny Ranch. I'm not gonna say. I mean, I've been to Nevada. Okay. I mean, Utah's I know, great. Here's the thing. Yo, uh, you're having a hard time getting a ten. So. <laughs> I need a map. Oklahoma. You lived in Oklahoma. I, I kind of hate Oklahoma though. I want to throw. Want to throw it in here? I want to throw it in there. Oklahoma. I won't um, argue. Uh, I don't know much about the Dakotas, although the Tear It Up show in Fargo ripped. Dakotas got a lot in common with the Killing Time song, Whole Lot of Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll keep North. I mean, keep in reality, me. I like Ohio more than I like North Dakota, even though the show. Okay. There was so good. you're going to say North Dakota? Both Dakotas. Throw them in oh, there. So you're at. I just need to get one nine, more state. You need one more. Montana's pretty nice. You th- really threw South Carolina under the bus. I'm just saying, like it's a yeah, nice it's, it's, place. It's there. really crazy. I've, I've never done anything cool there. I mean, Idaho. Do you want to do you want to throw Idaho on here? Yeah, I've never done. It. I've never there just driven through Idaho. So Ohio, you're you're at best the 39th coolest state. That that said, uh, extra grind listeners, I've got an Ohio, a Cleveland uh, errand. Hit me up. Uh, secretly, and we'll discuss it. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I can tell you guys off the podcast. Yeah, we're not going to say it publicly. Uh, I've been to reasons. some good shows in Cleveland. We did several shows where Dave and I drove to Cleveland for a show from mm-hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. It was fun. Um, but also, Columbus was not a great place to play a show. Um, no, it's college. No, right? bad. Is yeah, that Bowling Green? Uh, what's the worst show you've booked? What's the worst show you've booked or played in? Um, let me think about the worst show I've booked. What's the worst show you've played? Tarot up played a show in Basque country, Spain. Oh, I've got a good story. Go on. We played, we played multiple in Basque, mm. but we played one show that I think we just played to the staff mm. and three maybe exchange students. The mm-hmm. dude who booked the show didn't go. 
That's awesome. Always so, a good sign. Yeah. So it was just like maybe his roommate, who I believe scammed T-shirts off two of us. That's great. Like got a white shirt off one dude and a black shirt off the other dude. Um, but yeah, we we literally played to exchange students that were just like a band from America. Wow. Um, it was a bad show. I believe we covered with time by Agnostic Front at that show nice. that we just that <laughs> just we did for. not practice. Improv hardcore. We just played it at soundcheck and then yeah. played it live because no one was there. Why not? Worst show you've played? I've played hundreds. Well, how about worst show you've booked then? Oh. Uh, you booked some bad ones in Albany, but I'll do my worst show I've booked so you can think for a second. I uh, was asked to do a stick together beware show and I was like, oh, sick. I want to do it because I had it mixed up. I thought it was a Sunday. No, they gave me a Monday. Mm. I just about tripped out. I was like, yo, what the fuck? If I do the show on a Saturday or a Sunday, a Friday, Saturday or Sunday, maybe 120, 30, 140 kids on a Monday. I'm going to struggle to get 70. I did. It was annoying. It was just a bummer to do it. It was like 2012. It's so weird that Mondays are so fucking... Uh, no, it's just hard to get shit? up. Yeah, yeah. People who go to work. <laughs> Garfield was wrong. Garfield. Sometimes Garfield's right. Jim Davis knows a thing or two. I'm going to say, we played some show, probably talked about it on this uh, podcast. There, the floor was covered in wet cardboard, but it, mm. when cardboard's wet for weeks... It just becomes like poo, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, was, it might as well be feces. Yeah, well, we thought it was shit, and yeah. it might have been shit, honestly. Who knows? It might have been right. cat shit or some shit. At that point. But like Where all, was it? All of our gear, fuck, somewhere in like the middle of the fucking country. Okay. Some, someplace yeah. I don't want to be anymore. And uh, they... Uh, this is the closest you're ever going to get to a drunk Patrick. So yeah, enjoy the, it, folks. yeah, tired, no, no, low blood sugar Patrick. It's low it, blood sugar, low patience. It, it is uh, as close as you get. So uh, all of our gear was like all the casters shot the poop up on our gear. Uh, you know what? Actually, we also played a festival in fucking Dallas, outside yeah. Dallas, some, and it was one of those shits. It's like in the middle of the sun. Was it the baseball stadium? And it was, yes, yeah. and it was raining, and uh, they moved us on uh, golf carts with uh, trailers attached. And when we got our gear, because it was raining, it was mud was caked all over our gear. And we get on stage, we hurry up on stage, play. And immediately the most expensive head just explodes because it's just Covering. wet, wet and co- coated in mud. And if you've ever seen a dude who used to beat people up for fun, uh, try to work through a high stress situation mm-hmm. of my very expensive head just exploded because you wrote it through the mud. Uh, and I have to pretend that I'm going to make it through this set without fucking running off the stage Smashing and beating somebody everyone, up. Yeah. It, it was, it was interesting. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. an interesting show to watch, uh, but it was, uh, uh, that was frustrating. Um, but Bro- you know, broken we, equipment shows can be very frustrating. So because I don't worry about that shit at all as a singer, I don't understand the stress. Like, uh, so, Okay. Um, I don't think I'm telling uh, tales out of school here. Uh, Mary, who plays in self-defense, mm-hmm. uh, had would have these equipment issues that everybody has, but she kind of is extra sensitive to it because she's a woman and she's so used to sound people just coming up to her and being like, well, have you tried this? A thing that they probably would not do to a dude. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah. So she would feel 
really anxious the moment that something would go wrong because she doesn't want to have to deal with that exchange, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was a little stress on gear malfunctions. Uh, Sean Duty, member of end of a year was yes. really st- uh, famously mm. he in a basement in New Jersey. He just started punching his fucking cab. Yeah. Uh, I think he punched his head off the fucking cab, uh, which is fun in retrospect. Is not that fun when you're watching a man kind of lose it next to you. You know no, what I mean? You're no, like, yeah. like I mean, in 2018, I'd probably really enjoy it, but at the time, we were like, "Whoa, we need to all calm right. down." And in drug church, uh, Corey struggles. Uh, nothing on this is none of these players' fault. That certain players are just fucking weirdly cursed that their gear is just always doing something stupid, and uh, it's always the person who is weirdly like prone to stress yeah. about that specific thing stress circles like that yeah yeah, yeah. it thing. knows it knows um i had to break up a knife fight at a fucked up letdown show i did in la in 2005 did anybody say it's not that serious man <sighs> it was kind of wild and uh before the show bob wilson from letdown flooded the toilet uh full of shit out so that was a fun time at a mexican cultural center in the far east part of the valley were their hands tied together like the Beat It video? No, I wish it was. Okay. Gun pulled at the Vegas show. Some of my bandmates thought that that was a bad show, but I was in the van. So I'll, I, for me, it was a joyful show because I just got to watch the insanity of people running, running out of a venue for fear of being shot. Meanwhile, you're in the van with the bulletproof vest. Yes. So you're chilling. Yeah, I'm, I'm bullet. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, short style, we're bulletproof. Uh, yeah, you got it. I, I, uh, I really, to me, that's like a, f- like don't get me wrong. Nobody should be pulling a fucking gun at a show. That's bad behavior. But because I was like t- more than safe, I yeah. was like oh, watching this the, is a watching wild, the wild old scene going on over here. Yeah. All right, so I mentioned fucked up, Dave. You're you're a member of the Damien Abraham turned out a punk team. That's true. I'm not sure if that was uh, okay to talk about. Is it taboo? There. Should we talk about? The it? Oh, I, I didn't know that's how you, I didn't know that's how you said his name. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what did you think it was? Abraham. No, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just gonna do that thing where I'm disrespectful. Where yeah, I'm like, say, I'm oh, like, what's what? his name? Wait, what's his name again? What's the fella? Oh, the guy from Donahue Monahone. Okay, all right. Can you tell the story of going to Toronto with Mental and playing with some band I really wanted stuff from in Toronto? Fucked up. Yeah. No. It's 2002. The thing is, you, you remember this story differently than I do. Oh, do you? What do you? How do you remember it? I mean, they didn't have the stuff you wanted. I asked you you know, asked for so, a demo, and so they didn't I, have any, or a T-shirt. They didn't, they didn't have anything. I, know, I, I think know. they had lyric sheets, and I maybe got it for you. No, you didn't. No. Lyric sheets. Your comment when you got back was they were so bad, you I wasn't going to get you anything anyways. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need it. They didn't have yeah, anything. Yes, um, but it's cool that you do it. Um, What's the best episode of Turn Out a Punk? This isn't a Facebook question, but you people can really like that Dwid one a lot. The Dwid, the Dwid one's, one's good. Really uh, good. Honestly, if you're gonna go high, uh, I'd go with the Lucero dude one. Really? If you listen to it, no. He was in Raid. He's got oh, crazy that's stories. Right. That's right. That's right. I think Tom big upped it. All right. He's, it, it's honestly because like one of those ones that you just listen to because you listen to it and they're like it's just bonkers. Can we get Damien on the the Axe Grind podcast? I'm sure you could. Okay, we got to figure that out. Tell him vans can fly him into New York and we'll yeah. make it work. Um. Rich Miles asks, do you think it's a bad move to listen to music you grew up with in the context of an adult human hearing it instead of allowing yourself 
to be taken away by all the good memories you have associated with the music. Case in point, as a 43-year-old man, it's hard for me to listen to Star Today. It's not relatable to me as someone who has a mortgage to make every month and stresses about paying all my bills. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good point. Yeah, no, interesting. Not point, terribly really. relatable. Um, I don't, you know what? I don't know, though. Some of those classics fucking still get me. Yeah, I, I gave Start Today like a, like a I don't, it wasn't a headphones listen, but it was like a very good, like paying attention listen. Yeah. Like, this is a year ago, but yeah. still, like, in the scheme of how long I've heard that record. And I'm like, yeah, this record holds up. It's a cool record. Yeah. yeah. Like, I enjoyed it. After, like, not revisiting it in a while for, you know. I mean, look, I'm going to get real heavy. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. I got this lazy eye from the yeah, low yeah, sugar. I know you do, bro. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird I'm going to get heavy We saw you. you at your highs today, I'm and gonna, you had a low. I'm a, no sugar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit a, a weird spot here. Milieu. As a, as a musician who mm. cares a lot about what I do. You got bands? A, a difficult thing to confront is that for 99% of people, you are pure ephemera, and you mm-hmm. do not matter at all. They might have had a... We hear you. They might have had a moment... That was Tom. At, ...at your show and enjoyed themselves. Yes. And that's worth as much to them as laughing at an episode of Benny Hill. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it, is, it means uh, nothing long-term... You can say to yourself, I caused people some joy. You know, I mean, if you want to do that on your deathbed. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, but the reality is, is that we don't fucking matter nearly as much. Like, there's music that I get weird about. Right. And, and I will, you know, like Andy Rice, friend of the podcast, will say, his criticism, not his criticism, he will say, look, that's not music that you light a candle and sit in a dark room and fucking listen to. It's fucking yes. shit you beat each other up to. But the... The music that you do light a candle, sit in a dark room and listen to has meant a great deal to me and it's tragic to me and a thing that I've had to, to reconcile with myself that ultimately all of our efforts are dog shit. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. And it, it, when a kid 30 years from now is going to think Gorilla Biscuits is even more quaint than a kid in 2018 yes. does. You know so when I mean? the sun devours earth. The sun devours earth. And licks our bones clean of meat. You know what I mean? It, 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 we all just both a punk we or are, ligma it's punk? Bo- it's, I don't know. That's hella bofa, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But so here's the deal. Uh, is it bad to revisit shit? I don't know. I see people do this with movies and be like, oh, it does not hold up. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't. And, you know what I mean? And particularly things like comedy, which is like yeah. very... Very uh, of the time. Very of the time. Yeah. And... Uh, Music has a different feel to me. You can, can re- it's what you shouldn't do is try to go into it thinking you're going to have the exact same capture the feelings in a moment when you're like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't give a fuck about hanging out and my room's not a mess. I'm paying the mortgage and I just want the lights off sometimes. Yeah. Um, what is one of the classics that you would go back to? One that's, you know, something that does. Would or would not. Draw- Huh? Would or would not? Would go back to. Would, I think, Minor Threat. Yeah. I think you could play Minor Threat at my funeral, hopefully in my late 70s, maybe even 90s, you know? Sure. Uh, you could play it at my funeral, and I, I mean, I won't give a fuck, I'm dead, but I, I, will, I would feel very good about that because it's still largely representative, I think, because sure. as I've gotten older, Minor Threat's gotten not a, hasn't no, lost very, a fucking yeah, beat to me. Yeah. But something I would, I've revisited and been like, oh shit. Yeah, this is the next question someone threw in connection. Uh, bands you got into young but grew out of. 
Pretty sure it happens to all of us, despite good memories. Thanks, Matt Harris. Um, I'm mad childish. I listen to the same shit. Like, if, if, if you put on Tree right now, I'd fucking dance to Tree. See, for- he's saying, he said for him, uh, Rise Against are bad religion were huge, but he feels they're lackluster and dull. See, I think Rise Against is dull, but, you know, <laughs> like, I always have. For me, like, when I was 15, I, was, I would see the Blank 77 all the time. Mm. Big yeah. fan. As a, even as, like, a 19-year-old, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. As, yeah. as a 39-year-old, not feeling it. Right. Two, two tracks, maybe. Yeah. But as a band that I, like, saw a lot. Yes, saw, you rode for. Yeah, thanking the first LP. Saw them a ton. And they're just like, I, I don't have any nostalgia for this. Yeah. So there's things that I think it's harder for me to say like what's an old record that I still go hard for like fucking hundreds of them. Yeah. So it's yes. like that's hard for me to say, but like there's definitely things that I like that I can't hang with now. Yeah. That well, happens. Well, it's natural. Interesting. When I said Minor Threat, I have not an ounce of nostalgia for Minor Threat. That's a different I think that's slightly different. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. Because there's no personal like you there's no personal I don't associate it with any memories, you know what I mean? Like I don't associate it with like, you know, obviously never saw him play, so I I, I don't associate it with any memories. I wasn't like kissing a girl for the first time when Minor <laughs> Threat was playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have been dope, cool, but the, the uh I, so I don't have the sort of like for example. Uh, there's no tactile memory associated association. Well, man, maybe that's not even necessary. I'm just thinking of like there was a band called Motion City Soundtrack, right? Yep. That uh, a, a, an ex-girlfriend of mine was, she was not actively listening to Motion City Soundtrack, but when they were like, oh, we're doing our breakup or whatever, she was like, yeah, I'm going out for that. You know what I mean? Because to her, it kicks up, feel, it kicks up thoughts of a certain time in her life. And, she, and that's fun for everybody in the room. And I used to hate this. I used to feel so strongly like, fuck this feeling. I hate this feeling. And this walking through the nostalgia fields of fucking hope everybody steps on a landmine. But... Now I'm just like, you know what? I can't necessarily see myself doing that, but I'm not mad at you if that's if that's the thing you want to spend your night doing. You know what I mean? That's cool. But good, I think that's that's a whole tour at this point is like yeah. that. Yes, t- that era of emo pop punk. Yeah, tour again. Well, right, and it's because it's all nostalgia. It's the same reason they have rooms where it's not even a band playing, but it's like emo night. Right, and yeah. it's mid two thousands emo tracks played so people can dance around and. Shout lyrics at each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is another thing that, <laughs> you know, that right? Well, that's see, that's how I feel. But then I'm like, I don't know. I, I guess you're having. I guess you're having fun. Though. I don't. You don't want to do it. Go for. I don't want to yeah. go, but go for it. It feels yeah. right. Go out and do it. All right. Next question. Um, I'm trying to think of who I would, now would totally be like. Nah, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. Yo, for listeners, there is a a CD. Sure, it never made it to vinyl, by a band called Bipolar that I want somebody to find. Bipolar. I, I enjoyed this when I was 18, <laughs> and I am confident it's beyond terrible. I'm yeah. confident it's dog shit. If you have this, I couldn't find it the other day when I went looking. If you can find this, it's a purple record, a purple a sleeve, I think. Uh, please contact us. Bipolar. No idea what the album's called, but I remember so like local it. shit upstate or no? No, no, no. I have. I must have gotten it from like Rick to Life Distro or some shit, but because I don't know why it filtered down to me. Not major distribution, I think. You well, know. I mean, he's the next level below major distribution, I think, at that point. Well, <laughs> listen, Persuum. Does anybody remember that band? No. What was the Straight Edge label that Victory exclusively distributed? Uh, oh. It was a, an overseas Straight Edge label. Anyway, yeah. um, Persuum is uh, male-female vocals sort of doing this 
bad hardcore with like an operatic approach at times maybe mm. and not like when the kid from uh ignite no 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 <laughs> uh, uh has anybody heard the the kid from catharsis's fucking opera band no no it wasn't like that oh my god you, you there should... was there's been a couple operatic like there was but they're all female vocals like there was yeah. godless and there was apple were both pretty operatic this is not as much as some of those i say operatic just because i don't have a better term sure but the uh at any rate, that band, which I really loved as a kid, would probably not stand up even a little bit if I listened to it today. There was a band that was referred to as Opera Corps that TDT did shirts for. Mm. I really wish I could remember what they were called. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a shitload of them once. Yeah. Um, then- <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Grand opening, grand closing. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, what's your favorite zine of the 90s? Hardware. Um, I mean, if I'm being real, I'll have to say something like Profane. But Profane I enjoyed it. Really? Punk Rock Dave. Time of the 90s we're His nickname about. in the 90s was Punk Rock Dave. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was a with that. I, like, I obviously enjoyed hardware. I enjoyed yeah. Heart Attack. Yep. Heart Attack. Tension what building. Was, uh, I read Heart Attack, but I yeah. hated it. I, I hate I hated it. I read I, every issue. Every issue, and, and I, hated I hated it. it. I yes, hated it. I hate Red. Got mad. The same way that people hate watch things today. Yeah. I hate Red Heart I read Attack. every, every issue fucking, of MRR yep. from I read MRR for like a couple. I probably read MRR from 99 to 2000. Four. MRR yeah. was like for me was heart attack for shit I didn't care about. Yeah, you know, heart attack I mean? was was heart attack for shit I didn't care about. And MRR I would read and cared about one fifth of the stuff. Right, but it was dense. It was a tome, yeah. and I didn't have. It was pre internet for yeah. me, not pre internet, but pre access to it all the time. So hardware yeah, was, throw, was, give me an MRR. I'll read it on the bus. Hardware was a good zine at the time, and I think it holds up. Whereas I think reading a profane now is not the tough. same. Yeah, uh, favorite format. Of a, a record, a tape, a CD, MP3. Who's? I mean, no one's actually picking MP3. Yeah, I, am. I mean, think about that's what I was gonna say. Think about convenience. I mean, in a, 2018, am I getting more MP3s? 100. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm gonna say like 12 inches is my favorite, 12, yeah, 12 uh, inches are beautiful. They're great to look at. They're uh, great to look at. They're cool. But then you also have the problem of having to have them as adults, as oh. old men, like. I don't like stuff in the way I did when I was in my early 20s. I, I, I had a long conversation with a friend who I encouraged to sell a bunch of stuff, which I believe he's doing. And I was like, my thought was, oh, I'll buy all this stuff and like, I'll probably keep some, but then there'll be someone else who's you know 15 years younger than me who will want to buy all this stuff and then I'll sell it to them and that's great. And yeah. I think maybe young people have just caught up and like, nah, I don't think I need all that shit either. No, I mean, I don't want shit at all anymore. Right, I know. I, I actively would like to rid myself of most stuff. So... Uh, sentimental answer 12 inch real answer mp3 um, why do people feel so strong against 10 inch records I'll give you uh, two sides one if you collect records and you want to keep them in good shape it's hard to get 10 inch bags that shit sucks two if you're organized it's hard to have a 10 inch record section because you maybe have 5 you maybe have 20 at the time when I had the most records in my life which I probably had somewhere around 20 boxes of LPs, I had 15 to 20 10 inches. Yeah, I never had... The height of my collection, I never had... I doubt I had 15 10 inches. right. So, um, and then on a purely retail level, stores don't like to carry 10 inches for that same reason. So if you put out a 10-inch record... Stores are less likely to buy it. Now, it's 2018. Retail's not that important. But guess what? It still matters a little bit, and people don't want to have it. So Yeah. Never been on a 10-inch. Don't feel strongly one way or the other. 
If anything, I don't like them, but I don't. Yeah. I honestly, don't who care. cares? It's a who cares matter right now. I'm looking for bipolar now. Yeah, I, pancakes or waffles? I'm a waffle or a pancake man. Pancake, yeah, waffle. pancake man. Uh, pancakes, great pancakes can be better than a great waffle, but uh, pancake is a high ceiling, high floor. Bad pancake, feel like you ate three bricks. Oh uh, yeah, waffle, bad pancakes, bad. Bad waffle, eh, it's fine. It's you're, still okay. I'm just picking best of the best. Okay. A good pancake for sure, but your um, waffles a safer bet. Waffles a safer bet, and I love when you throw strawberries on there. Maybe oh, some whipped sandwich. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, ice cream on waffles. You ever do ice cream on waffles, Patrick? Nah, really. It's wonderful. I mean, I'm not against it. No. All right. How long can each host do the horn sound for before having to stop for breath? We'll do it when Tom's here. Yeah. What extent Dan hits us? To what extent do as, does aesthetics make you want to check out or not check out a band? Heavily. Some example. Heavily. Right. Yeah, yeah. It always has. Don't care for bold at all, but love the clean look. I've seen enough bold shirts in the wild. Still try to get into bold every few years as a result. Good luck. Cartoonish. Great band. Cartoonish imagery of a lot of the early NYHC stuff, specifically Sean Taggart, kind of pushed me away. Late '90s when I was discovering it, kind of looked like ska records. Wow. Mm. Sean Taggart is an amazing artist. Amazing. I you can know, he see came, like cartoony shit being a turnoff for sure. He's doing Sean cartoony Taggart's shit. Great at yeah, it. he's great. I think he's yeah. The, uh, Dan, I think it was your baby virgin dork eyes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Taggart came and uh, did a, a book thing store, at right? the store. It was rad. Um, more contemporary example. I really enjoy Code Orange as a band and think they've done some impressive things. But the visual vibe is still largely somewhere just shy of an MMA fighter. Strongly disagree, Dan. I think they're a shit band, but I love their aesthetic. I do agree that there's some leanings towards MMA, but I think they've got one of the most concise aesthetics of any band of the past decade. I mean, also, I mean, Converge was doing all over prints that looked like fucking tap out for Jesus fucking four Christ. years. Yes. Yeah. It, it, and half the, the bands were. They put it in first. Yeah, it, it just happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that crossover kind of is just an accidental sort of thing I don't know I mean it shouldn't be the only thing you hang your hat on but like there's definitely bands you're like oh this band's awesome I'm definitely not buying a shirt because they're hideous yeah and bands that you're like I wish I liked this band because that shirt's rad I agree totally agree Uh, who's the worst hardcore band of all time or worst record why do you ask questions like that yeah that's funny Uh, you got an answer worst hardcore band yeah so See, you gotta go off the dome if you're gonna answer but it. here's the reason it's impossible is because people reach to local like you don't yeah, never want to reach to local. locals that never made it to anything you know what I mean because we just talking about bold bold's on the top of my mind I'll give bold a fucking well, snapcase sucks fucking there, there you go, go. Like, yeah right. but the uh, snapcase were proficient at what the they did they are so yeah, like, there's definitely gonna be some and like bold is bold if you listen to some of their stuff they're regarded as the top of the pops for yeah, that you world you just say like abomination like, they weren't bringing anything to the that's, it's just, a tough question. I don't know why people ask that. Just get some no, it's, it's impossible. Um, what was the first European band to catch your attention? Uh, and the second question, would you, do you listen to bands that sing in languages other than English? Question two, yes. Yeah, but, sure, not, but not as often. Not as no, often. Yeah, I know. Uh, first European ch- band to catch your attention. Question, are we calling England Europe? Mm, they get pissed. I know. They get pissed, But yeah. people also like glump that together because it's not America. Right. Let's say not. Because you're let's saying that, that you, the then you probably heard like the Sex Pistols or the let's Clash. Let's exclude and then the just UK. Like, well, yeah. And I didn't. Uh, well, no, sure. Sure. I, sure, I heard the Clash well before anything of this. Exactly. So that's like. But let's exclude, let's Europe, exclude UK. Like, uh, first one? I mean, that's first hard. Uh, for me, I think it might have been something like Final Exit. 
just because they kind of hit the town just in that in the more active like here's a live band here's a band DS13 yeah I really like DS13 I like but I, I couldn't because I mean I because of you like punk stuff, stuff before like, that yeah like I remember hearing Ostakosk like a mm, yeah. weird Swedish band but yeah. like I heard like Anti-CMX and Shitlickers that's right like pretty early but you know first European band any what are like I, donuts or something I don't know European hardcore band yeah it wasn't don't maybe it was personal um, or, or Ab and Honda. It could have been oh, Ab and yeah, Honda. There you go. Uh, I think I heard Ab and Honda Congress, before. anything before. like that? I was going to say Congress or maybe like Liar. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, that, that stuff, I've been meaning to revisit Liar. Uh, that is, to me, more specific than like Troycore. It's more specific than fucking like any of these things that we think of as being highly regional yes that fucking liar and whatever else was in that with the 8000 yes yeah. like that is so specific so uh, while I was in Belgium my buddy Vince who was into hardcore and was into a lot of that 8000 stuff and even more so he was young so it really mattered to him uh, gave me a full breakdown I'm super against the phone thing I don't want to Skype people in for this I just yeah. like doing it in person but we might need to get him to give us a call and do a recording on a, the history of it. And he also had some real interesting stuff about kickback. So Ooh. it was a great, great European hardcore dive. Yeah, for me, it was probably, I had heard stuff before DS13 and I had heard all the like main strikes, sports fire, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I, I got things like the Peace Comp and Welcome to oh, yeah, that's right. And like I had a, an awful comp called The Only Spirit is Unity. Holy um, fuck. It was like a skinhead comp. It was, it was probably like looking back like some oh. of these bands were definitely walking out of I heard, yeah, Col- yeah. I heard Cult Turkey pretty old, early. Yeah. Um, but like some of that like I mean like like Plastic Gangsters which I believe is like pre-Reeks yeah. uh, in some regard like they were on that comp but like yeah. I was just like another thing on that comp. I think the Peace Comp is a great starting point to discover foreign hardcore so I, still. I still know. in 2018 if you're like want to dip your toe into that stuff I think Welcome 1984 and the Peace Comp like they're comps, so you're not going to be like front to back, every song rips. But like, there's a lot of like, like if you want to just dip your toe and get listen to the Kidnap song on Walk 1984, No SS, yeah. fucking yeah. super great punky song, catchy, right. great song. All right, uh, records, bands that changed your life. Man, that's a smart question. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody named Dave Snacker last time <laughs> in the group. So I, I've gone on record as. Uh, Oh, records or bands? Either one. I've gone on record as saying that Warzone uh, was what really changed my life, and then Sick of It All changed me into like a person that wanted to perform. Yeah. Uh, and so those two bands, but albums that have changed my life, it's tougher. Um, probably, honestly, probably Earth Crisis. Definitely, definitely the Minor Threat discography. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think of what else would be up in there. Uh, Minor Threat Discovery is one of the very first things I got and Bad Brains Bad Brains changed my life as far as like just dog shit that like changed my life but like yeah it could be for the worse uh, like Exploited on Stage a live Exploited tape was one of the first punk things I got just like this like this This spoke to me this bullshit live record but I mean but then there's also like later shit like I'll say the first Tragedy record yeah which I was like 20 or some shit when that came out it was not like a fresh cut Oh, it, it I, was like it was jaw dropping the first yeah, time I saw. Tragedy. I agree. That was yeah. I always say lungfish. Uh, yep. Very recently, like last few years, I'll say the the uh, angels of light material has fucking moved oh, yeah. me to my core. Uh, 
there's a it's rare you know as we've talked about it gets rarer to be fucking rocked as you as you get older but it still comes up um yeah you know i I, i'm trying to think of things that have really set me on a path records or bands bands sometimes there's like there's probably more recent examples with bands where i can see it and it's like damn that that moved me but it's been a while it's Tragedy was one when you saw them live when they first started kicking. It was something I can't is, even explain. You know, I saw His Year Was Gone a handful of times. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, I'd seen Death Threat. Like, I'd yep. seen those dudes' other bands. Yeah. But straight up, seeing Tragedy the first time, I was like, I think I'm just going to stop doing bands. Like, yeah, I'll never were, be this cool. Yeah, they were yeah. really good. Is, they just I, exuded I'm, I'm everything. Fraud. What am I doing? I know. They exuded what they were at that point, like, in a serious fucking way. It was crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, good question, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Darren, why has there always been a close relationship between hardcore and hip-hop? From mixed bills back in the day to hip-hop artists guesting on hardcore records and vice versa. Did the Judgment Night soundtrack kick it all off? Or was no. it, it no. their beforehand example bands Terror, Biohazard, Turnstile? Um, no, it was there beforehand. It was there beforehand. Because I mean, like, look, the look cultures kind of the... paralleled each other. Yeah, you know? like what's uh, Mackie was like in that world. Like New Paris. York, there's there's a the, there's a connecting tissue between graffiti in New York and hip hop and hardcore. There was, if you go to DC, the um, they would like the, 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 um, the go go scene was really tied into. Yeah, but like that, West Coast, yeah. not at all. Mm, let me throw this I mean, at you. There, like no, you, oh no, wait for this. Uh, NWA and Uniform Choice was it NWA? No, it's Public Enemy. No, it was NWA and Uniform Choice. Uh, there was a weird story there that I will try to get. You can make but there like was, an NWA straight out of Compton, straight, straight out of Compton, Compton, straight out of Compton. That's a good shirt. shirt yeah. It's a good bootleg. No, there was a weird connection <laughs> between. Print potential management and they were supposed to do some sort of weird collaboration or like a split promo record. That's cool. It's really fun. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, look at the look at the dates on when things kicked off and, and they they're not far off. So, you know, uh, particularly as you said New York being a really pivotal place for both. Mm-hmm. Uh and you're talking about a bunch of young people that were fluidly into things even as they were tribal they were still enjoying a bunch of different shit so i don't know look i shit on a bunch of like music movements of the day but i try not to take it away from you entirely if you're out there enjoying yourself because if it's as exciting as all this shit was for for kids at that time if that's if you're as excited as kids were for whatever bullshit you're into now i don't care if, whatever the fu- i don't even know what the kids are into right this second we'll say soundcloud rap but we mean that more broadly to be whatever yeah. the fuck but if it's exciting it's exciting i can't take it away from you I, I i get weird about you know like when you when you uh read those those ian interviews where he's like yeah, it was just very discouraging to be a part of something that you thought you were doing something relatively original, and then you went back through somebody else's town, and they were doing the exact thing you were doing, seemingly inspired by the show that they saw you do, and that was a little discouraging. And like you talk about, you you listen to somebody like Eugene Robinson, that was clearly an, a, a thing that was in his mind. Uh, I think that I, if I was around when hardcore was popping off, I would have dismissed so much of it as why are you people stepping on each other's dicks like yeah. it's it might even be okay to be on each other's dicks but like you don't got to dance all over them you don't got to step on on them all the time you when know tear it up toward europe in 2003 
you played with American Nightmare, you played with Tragedy every day. Yeah, a, 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 yes, exactly. Like a band yeah. of Some that band of every that, yeah, fucking yeah. night. Yes. That tape had been worn. But like, I, I want to just, maybe my East Coastness will just like be a dick about this, but like, I don't know, like, I can't think of like West Coast rap, even like there, like much love for it in the punk world. Oh. Because New York rap... Like early? Yeah. No, I think... I mean, I'm sure, like, in the, like, in the, the 2000s, for yeah, sure. Right. No, I think they were probably more separate on the West Coast, but I don't want to speak to that. There is a, an interesting story there. Um, I think it's it might be in the Straight Edge book. It might not be, but I'll, I'll suss it out, and we'll share it in a future episode. It, right. it, there might also be something there to uh, proximity. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, L.A., uh, that's a good point. You can live in a section of LA and never deal with people that don't look like you or think yeah. like you. Uh, whereas, like, you can drive by them at the fucking 38 miles per hour, but mm-hmm. uh, in New York, it's almost, if you're a working person in New York, it's kind of unavoidable. Like, it's difficult to be provincial unless you're out, maybe, maybe Bay Ridge, maybe some of the Bay Ridge, Coney people. Bay Ridge, Far Queens. Kind yeah, of thing, East yeah. New York, you could say. But, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure in the early 80s, there was, if if you were a village kid, maybe there wasn't a ton of motivation to go to the Bronx. You know what yeah, I mean? Maybe. Right. Yeah. But I think that these things were so physically close. Yes. That it's it, just, just pure proximity. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, all right, let's go. Yeah. I'm no expert on hip hop to, to really give this yeah. like a, a strong opinion, yeah. but... Has internet video ruined scene mosh diversity? Well, I think we've talked about this, and I think the answer might be yeah. So is it? It's saying has have videos online made it so people in different places all mosh the same? I mean, I don't know. I, I think, mean, I, think I think the unique mosh is over. I don't see like don't get me wrong. I'm not a, a fucking. Well, that's ton of the show. part. I mean, I think, I think that, did a video with it in like ninety, yeah, two or whatever. But that but you still saw like think about where you'd go and you'd that's see different fun. people. It's early. I don't uh, think it's that early. What, what, 94, 95 maybe. Yeah. yeah, it stepped down. Which um, I think, uh, yeah, not early. But, but I think that you still, even in the early 2000s, and even the mid-2000s, if you were in different places, you'd see something that was more or less prominent. 94? Oh, you know, more or less prominent style. Like some dudes would, would kickbox. Like think about this. Kickboxing, you'd go to parts of even New Jersey or the midwest and there'd be people kickboxing to fast punk bands yeah yeah you know what i mean like they because they didn't know better they just thought this is what it is and now the video probably is homogenized a bit i think so i think so but i I don't think it's it's sort of like a byproduct of a bigger question character character mosh is out though yeah i think there's still dudes i mean as i watched a dude crip walk into stage dives and sound of fury there's still people trying to, you know, do their own style. Yeah, you know what? Some of the, some of the, uh, this is hardcore videos I saw. There's more to me now, unique stage divers, of course, than, than, yeah. there, than there are uh, dancers. Yeah, that's probably true. All right, um, but that'll that might swing around, you know. Um, favorite non-traditional merch item, for instance, Strike Anywhere made hockey pucks, and Weekend Nachos released an album shaped like a nacho. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that I sort of, and I like the dudes in this band, but the, uh, that Graf Orlock band, I was dismissive oh. of because it was just, just a lot of, I mean, they were intentionally very gimmicky, right? Oh, gimmicks, got gimmicks. Yeah. 
And so I their backpack liked, record. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. I never liked that shit, but I do got to say that, uh, it, it's like, yo, that takes a real weird creativity that I don't have. They did it's like industrial design that the jacket of it was like a backpack. It was like a backpack over the LP. So like the shoulder harnesses were over one side of the LP in the back and it had, I'm pretty sure it had like pockets you could open up and fold out. It was all paper, but it was there were no zippers. But it was that's very it was, creative. It was creative. It was clever, both in a positive and negative way. Yeah, and uh, Lesson Jake did a record that came in a pizza box. Oh yeah, right. Uh, well, Razzle Dazzle. Here's a good one: is um, Razzle Dazzle's Strictly Saucers record came in a sleeve that looked like the pizza box, the traditional pizza box, and then it was a picture disc. Of a pizza. That's yeah, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Never, like that. Ne- never mad at that. No. Um, but I mean, we talked about like, weird cool. stuff like, oh, like they made koozies or they made yeah, frisbees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had I, pens. I'll be honest. Okay. I don't enjoy any of that shit. Yeah, my boys and Shook Ones made a frisbee with my dog on it. Uh, Sound and Furry 07. So that was cool. That'll do it, yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Randy the Beagle. Um, uh, how important is buy-in to break through in hardcore? Mm. Uh, people used to shit on Knock Loose then they got the terror buy-in cosine and then played This Is Hardcore and now seem to be backed hard by the more general hardcore scene. I don't know that they're backed hard by the general hardcore scene. Getting there, maybe. They're maybe uh, more accepted. I think people got to hear their voice on this podcast and heard them. That's cool. That, that helped. This Is Hardcore helped. Terror I, I, sure helped. Terror know. sure helped. I, I, uh, but w- when we say buy-in, we, do, do, we don't mean literal buy-ins, do we? Or we no, do, we mean no. like, like people being like, no, I don't hate that. Yeah, okay. oh. I mean, that always helps everything. Right, so it's exactly. like I don't think it's the most important, but like it that it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt. People liking you means people like you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is your studio setup? Mics, mixers, preamp software. That's a DM question. We got some twelve dollar mics. We just got gifted a uh, very nice mic. Thank yep. you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Um, my a mixer. It's a multi mix eight, I believe. Alexis. Alexis. Um, Preamp? No, we're broke. Yeah. Uh, software. It's on a MacBook and it's in. Uh, oh, you told me this the other day. What is it? Uh, Logic. Logic. Logic we're using Logic. What band succeeded after, despite the part the departure of the original vocalist? Um, lots of bands. Ensign. If you, if, yeah, it was Ensign for sure. I mean, Black Flag had a whole bunch. Black Flag, great example. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a bunch of bands that had a very short-lived first vocalist and went on to do other things. Dead Nation. Dead Nation. There you go. I, I'm mostly interested right now thinking about this question that there's a... There, I want a video of when Steve Reddy sang for Youth of Today in the Northwest mm. because Walter broke his hand in Utah and Ray played bass and they let Steve sing. So I have a I have a, a friend calling or writing to Greg Anderson from Brotherhood and Southern Lord and asking him like, hey, was that cool? Because we know the answer. Yeah. It might have been great. It was cool. I just, you know, that's yeah. that's what I want to hear about. The film I mean, singer. There's a lot of bands like Citizens Arrest. Oh, yeah. Carol's not the original mm, singer. Yeah. Ted Leo, Ted Leo demo is pretty cool, I think. But I, I'm Mines. in the minor. <laughs> that's right uh, yeah i don't know i don't uh, Deep cut. i mean there's been a few hardcore is one of the genres you can do that i think yeah deep purple do you feel from end of year to self-defense family there's been a lot of member change was there ever a time where it felt like 
the departure of members and not specific, you know, like yeah. never like that. But do you feel like there was ever a time when members left and things just got better or easier or it led to a great like like a spring of new opportunity? I straight like everybody I've played with as sure. people and as musicians. Yeah. And uh, but I'm going to say that every time that there's something changes, it's exciting to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different yeah. sound, different di- for a while. Like we've had largely like a very, uh, solid core, mm-hmm. uh, f- for many years now. But if somebody can't make it and like the, so like the way it works, well, you went to collective mentality, which I think is a nice move for that. I fucking love it. It's, it's basically just a group chat with fucking 13 people in it. And, you know, there's kind of like certain people assume that they're going to be on every tour and then other people are like, oh, hey, I'm available those days if you want me to fucking do it. Or, hey, does anybody want to do a record that sounds like this? I got some ideas. And it's like when we went over to that and that became very exciting because, yo, it's playing with Alan as a drummer. Sometimes Alan plays as a bassist. Yeah. Sometimes Alan plays as a guitarist. Very talented guy. But playing yeah. with him as a drummer and playing with Mark as a drummer are two different. wildly different experiences that are both really rewarding mm. just in very different ways. Yeah. And then you, you, uh, kind of aim your, your set at the, their strengths and yeah. it's fucking fun as hell. So for a, kind of pivoting, when you did tear it up, you had a pretty, there was like an early era lineup and then a late era Correct. where basically two members swapped out. So for me, uh, more for Patrick's benefit or the audience than you, because sure. you know. Yes, I was that. Uh, the band I was in before that was Dead Nation, and that was four. It was a four piece, then became a five, five piece. piece. But then, it, throughout the time, we changed drummers and we changed bassists. So then, when that original guitar player left, I was the only original member. Mm. And then we then at that when that guitar player left, we broke original up. guitar player and primary songwriter. Correct. When that band when he quit. The band, that's the end of the band. Mm. And then Tear It Up started four months later, essentially, yeah. with the same final lineup four. with one different person. Gotcha. But we didn't do Dead Nation songs. No. Like, we were a different band. But I'm like, I don't want to be Whitesnake. Like, I don't want to be the one dude who's the, the carryover from completely different lineup. See, I, I really love that now. Like, when you look at something like The Fall, I mm-hmm. think The Fall is just a like a singular brilliant thing that is like, now don't get me wrong. I get a little irritated when music press paints my band to be that where I'm like the fucking band leader and I hire and fire or some bullshit like that, which is distinctly untrue. Mm-hmm. But the, I get irritated cause it's just not very representative, but yeah, not accurate. Yeah, not accurate. But I, but I love, bands that are like that now i really do but only if they embrace it only if that only if there is a madman at the fucking helm you know what i mean like, i think you also need to be able to be i, I can't play any instruments yeah so i think it'd be patrick can only play bass and undertow yeah yeah so i feel like i can't be the the only person in a band if I'm not, you got, if you're like, play a single Dead Nation song, I can't. The Fall, mm-hmm. nobody could ever confirm that he could play anything, but yeah. he would play other people's fucking instruments. The most entertaining thing I ever saw in my life is him explaining that he would just walk up to people, like, while they're playing, if, he's, if something's too loud to him on stage, he'll walk over and turn you the fuck down. If no I like that, you're, you're bandmates. If yeah. I did that, they, I'd get my nose broken. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... and it, but the, the, to Marky Smith's fucking ears, 
he was he was a musician that played bands yeah. you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. like and uh, that's not me but i d- ultimately had to come to respect it with some of these fucking lunatics i love them yeah. so so for me i was i was looking at tear it up because you had an early lineup and a later lineup mm-hmm. did it how did it feel in the difference like it felt like different bands from the outside did it feel like different band on the inside no no it felt the same i mean because it was still matt andy and i and yes. devlin a primary songwriter and then the main songwriter yeah, yeah. for sure definitely uh, matt yeah. matt but with uh but Andy wasn't like a slouch. Like he no, he wrote he a bunch of stuff, stuff. And, and he was a part of the band from Jump, from but day if, one. But if, if Devlin, like our next... Second, guitar player, yeah, secondary if, guitar If player. he was just some like rando that like answered an ad, then that maybe would have been weird. But he like... He was around, he was a he friend was a of friend, the He was a friend, he was a fan. Yeah. He like, then like I lived with him, I worked yep. with him. Like he was way in the world, like yeah. in, the, in the crew. He was a part of it even before he was a part of it. So it was like not a weird transition for him to be in mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Good, good stories. All right, um, next question. Uh, favorite Swedish band? Fuck. What does that include? That's like your yeah, lane. Yeah. I, I'm mean, saying, I'm saying, oh, yeah. Yeah, anti CMX. But sure. I always say absurd. The Bloody Stag is my No, no, it's a good set, really but I'll take anti CMX. is the best. I'll band. take, I mean, Ostacost to go to like Punky Punk. But Swedish yeah. hardcore. Well, yeah, you could, there's you people who do like, Final Exit. There's people who do DS13. But there's also like skits, or you want to quit system. You know, you can do all that. Victims, victims, Swedish. Yeah. But then you I get like that like, victims material that yeah. we listened to. Disfear. Like yeah. you can get all the like stadium oh, crust. I can I can fuck with Disfear. Yeah. 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 Okay. Favorite show or fest you've attended? Oh, another good another question. Dave question. Show is different than a fest. Um, for a I don't long know if time. I want to say like a. F- I mean, I wrote the question, but like, like a favorite it, it's show. just like there's shows that are just like this. I remember every little aspect of it. Fuck. You know, as I've gotten older, I've lost a lot of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll one thing that I'll like fall back on a lot is that I had a weekend. This is this mm-hmm. is a good old man corner, but it was yeah. like on a Thursday. I went to see Murphy's Law. It was the last Pipeline Thursday show. That Friday, I went to Philly and saw Final Conflict and All's Rotten. Mm. That Saturday, Dead That's Nation played is. ABC. Then I went to see Final Conflict and All's Rotten that night. Mm. Then that Sunday, Dead Nation, uh, Nine Shucks Terror, and and, Alan, and uh, Ultimate Warriors in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm. So it's like it's just it's like lot, that was a like a memorable. A so like, what's a very memorable specific? This is a tough question for you, but it's actually a cool one. Is like, what is a very memorable? Show or or something that like just for whatever reason sticks out. Um, I'll say the Dead Nation last show was really memorable. It was, it was, it was really a, it was really a good dark show. day for me. Yeah, I know it doesn't, but but as a fan, it was fun because it was ABC and it was packed and it was just crazy and it was just people going nuts. The last full speed ahead show was also like that crazy show. Oh, okay, you know what? The best show, uh, arguably the best fest I went to. Oh, okay, Did Chicago you know Fest two thousand. That was a crazy Chicago Fest two thousand was also, crazy. Very also mixed a weird lineup. Show for me. Yeah, um, the yeah. super super yeah, fun yeah, yeah. show. It was weird. Yeah, you had some f- friend shit going on. Uh, the last Life Salt show was crazy. In California, the, well, because the Chicago Fest to go back to that. No Justice plays. Life's Hall plays. What happens next plays, and stuff like the first Limpress show. I think early. That was that you went to that with us, didn't you? Go to did you go to Chicago with us? Yeah, it was like one? that was a basement show. The uh, last Limpers show was the last Limpers. Last, I mean, which is funny because they're like still a band. Yeah, but the yeah. last Limpers show. No, no, no. I'm not thinking. I said first Limpers, the where their seven inch came out with the victory. So is that ruination? That was ruination. That was ruination. The last. So mm. tear it up. 
on the show where we lost our seven inches. No, I did not go on the that, that that was that was the last limper show, quote unquote. I did not yeah. <laughs> it's seventeen years later. Um but that was also the Gordon Soley uh Easter show. Yeah. So that's sort of a legendary show where Gordon Soley played on Easter. Gordon Soley motherfuckers played on Easter at was it Speaking Tongues? Yep. In Cleveland. And it was fucking so bizarre. And the line it was Kill the Man Who Questions from Philly, Dead Nation, No Justice, Gordon Soley motherfuckers. And there was probably 70 people there, but it was Easter Sunday. Cleveland was Clevelanding the fuck up. Oh, it and it was, was on the most, brand for Cleveland. It was 100%. so depressing and fucked up. Like, I I don't think I've ever felt suicidal, but that was close. Yeah. Like, I was just being there, and I was like, this sucks. There was a time period where we were in just some, like, weird strip mall parking lot, and I'm like, this sucks. The sun was just at this weird low angle. Everything was garbage. And uh, then the show, nothing was open to nothing was open because it was Easter Sunday. Nothing was open. There was a weird fight between a woman and her boyfriend in the street in front of the show. Mm. And people were getting excited. Timmy No Justice was on uh, a friend of ours car and he was so excited. He started moshing and then smashed the windshield of the car. It's pretty excited. Uh, Yes. I mean, in his defense, it was a pretty wild mo- fight. You know how you, you go to mosh on top of a car? Um, I think his just... <laughs> As some do. He got carried away with the mosh I on think the he car. stepped on the windshield and there's yeah. like the sweet spot where you... Oh. Went through. Yeah. It didn't go through, but it's it spidered. Spidered. The um, then the set was wild because it was just like... Chaos. Life doesn't matter. Nothing mattered. Yeah. So people were throwing tires around. Paint. Paint. A big, big gallon bo- buckets of paint. Um... Fireworks, fireworks, that was which galore. was a common thing yeah. for the Cleveland thing. Um, it was smoky. There was a plant brought inside and thrown around, like a big giant potted plant. Um, it was a mess. It was so fucking weird and just surreal. And like the No Justice set was cool, but the Kill the Man Who Questions set, no one watched. No one. Dead Nation, like six people standing there. Yeah. Speaking tongues felt like, like imagine the the fucking cantina. The most Isley Cantina, mm-hmm. but no one's in there except for like three dudes drunk and pissing on the floor. Eh. It was so fucked up. So that was a super memorable show. Gordon Soley's last show, also at Speaking Tongues, was fun for the exact opposite reason. Great it was show. so packed. I just d- jumped. I just dove off speakers the entire show. Like, oh, I'm gonna climb 12 feet up and dive and roll around on top of the mess of 400 people packed in here. And roll back to the speakers and climb back up and dive out as far as I can. It was a fucking great show. It was show. a great show. Floor Punch Final Mosh was really fun. But it was one of those classic CB shows that was like 12 hours long. Yeah, I'm not game for and that. And yeah, it was not fun. All right, you got any good memorable ones? No. Never. <laughs> Come on. It's all a blur, man. Uh, I know. I, well, we had to get, fucking jog some memories there. That was good. I, I got mean, some. Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's certain shows like I remember. Like those those Havoc Fests were super yeah, fun. Yeah. Like some of those shows are crazy. Yeah, um, that was crazy. We drove 21 hours to go to Minneapolis for a show. Yeah. For Code 13's last show, man. Big deal. Yeah, do that. Big deal. Uh, so the the last Earth Crisis show before the like the breakup, oh, yeah, the breakup okay. Earth Crisis show. Uh, good energy there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, re- I just remember like wringing my shirt out. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. Gallon came out. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else really sticks out as being a memorable. I mean, I was at that Hellfest where the fucking uh, 
uh, the pigs were being thrown, like the pig oh, head was yeah, being thrown yeah, around yeah. and fight, all that. Um, that was memorable because that wasn't was something you saw up, every day. Yeah. Did you yeah. go to the uh, Warzone business show at Wetlands? Is no. It, that show was memorable yeah. for just being bonkers. I remember that show being And crazy. that's one of the last ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what else? I'm trying to think. No, no. Uh, what's the, I was going to say the fucked up weekend shows were really cool the first couple of years. The 2006 and seven were really fucking fun. Um, just really packed and all the shows. They were a series of shows and they were always fun. What's the most memorable self-defense end of year show that you can think of? Like a warm, like I can't believe that happened. Which you know, is a rarity. And I ask about that more so than drug church because I think at drug church you get these regularly really warm, amazing reactions. Oh, reactions is so such a weird thing. I know for that band. I, I don't. Know. I don't even like you know with self defense. It's like are people watching? Okay, yeah, that's a good reaction. Yes, you know I, I mean? know. Like, uh, I really, really, really enjoyed our show last year with Oxbow at Brooklyn oh, yeah, Bazaar. You've spoken of that. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much just because it was like it felt like the crowd that I that I would like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just people that are like pretty fucking weird. Sure. Uh, and and not trying to stunt with how weird they are yeah. or like like little kid now little no, kid no, no. shit. It was just like, you know, kind of like lifetime weirdos. You know what I mean? And it, lifelong weirdos. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, so that was a good energy to me, even if it wasn't necessarily like our best performance or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it it, it uh, you know, I think I've played a couple shows in in uh, uh, San Francisco that I afterwards I was like. Oh, I'm really good at this. I sometimes forget how fucking good at this. And you're feeling good about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's the best show you've ever played for you? Like, what's the warm, like the reaction, or you just left it like, that was amazing? I mean, I want to say that, like, Last Life Salt show and some of those Havoc Fests were just like, just like you could dive and then just get, like, wouldn't hit the ground. Like, those, honestly, the Teared Up Reunion shows, like, were super fun. uh, The first ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all. Yes. But, um, like, that, those shows were super fun, and it was like, it, they were, you know, people were singing along. Like, songs mm-hmm. like Nothing, Nothing. That song does not have real lyrics. No, you just Spoiler, made I made up, up I lyrics know. every day. So break. when we played it at reunions, people knew the record lyrics. I don't. No. Because yeah. <laughs> you improv them on the spot too there. I wrote, cool. I wrote a skeleton and then went off it when we recorded the record. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Next, good question, that one. Um, that one's hard to read, so I'll move to another. Uh has the lack of physical media and, as an extension, lack of lyric sheets to read while listening contributed to the horseshoe mosh phenomenon? Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. yeah. I don't think... How... I mean, we talk about this horseshoe mosh... It happens. It's I mean, been around since been I've... Thing. Right? You know what no, I mean? No, but I, it, I, it, it's been around forever, but it as a lifestyle that oh, you don't yeah. know anything else, yeah. that's kind of new. I think more than the lack of physical media, it's the attention span slash news cycle that no. you might, instead of like, here's this You record. don't absorb, but you don't listen to a record 20 times in a row. Yeah. No, I no, mean, no. I don't. Anymore. No, I don't. I There's don't records either. that I'll like, and I still compare to like how much I le- listen to records I was like, lukewarm on. Mm-hmm. And, no, I mean, mm-hmm. I used to, I remember uh, a thing I used to do, and I, I would like to try to do it, but it's... <sighs> It's the difference between going, oh, I'm packing a bag full of drinks. I'm going to pick out drinks I don't normally drink and, and put a few of each in this bag and carry it with me to then having an unlimited fountain soda of anything I want with one million flavors. Why would I just go, oh, I just haven't done these five. I'm just going to integrate me myself yeah. on that. But I used to like 
oh, I'm going to take all the CDs out of my CD book and just put in the new records I got and I'm yeah. just going to use these. I'm just going to cycle through these and get to know them. And there were some that I was lukewarm on that I was like, oh, I fucking love this record now. Yeah. And I mean, that just, I don't know that that happens. And it's not to say that's a good or a bad thing. It's just a different thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what when you started touring, but like at a, when you at a certain point you you weren't touring with like an iPod. I don't know when your first tour was. Maybe mm. it was. Yeah, I don't know if I did. Oh two, oh three, oh four, somewhere like. Yeah. that. But I mean, I went on tours where yeah, you just like right. these are the the six tapes I'm bringing. Yeah, mm. sure, sure, and sure. So you just like that's what you listen to for a month. Yeah, right. And you get to know that. All right. Um, what band or record is a top favorite for you, but probably no one else in the world ever? Mm. Ooh. That's a good question. I mean, that really? Trial by Fire record Sarah that we mentioned Malbrae. before. The, yeah, you really ride I for ride that. so hard for that record. I think it's great. Uh, as far as things that nobody else gives a fuck about. I mean, I here's a, this is like really not in the axe to grind wheelhouse. Yeah. The Public Nuisance 7-inch. <laughs> fucking love it. In the, in the like, I had nine boxes of 7 inches. Now I have 37 inches. Yeah. That's a, a dollar record. I kept it. I love it. Once again, I don't, as far as, uh, I mean, there's lots of records that no, I love. Uh, let's see. But like, that's uh, just like, no one gives a fuck about that record. I really like the Diversity 7-inch in Demo. I don't know if there's anyone else who cares. Um, do you, though? Do I you really, really do? do. I really <laughs> do. Yeah. man. It's a good song. Um, a local band from New Jersey from the mid-90s who attempted with varying opinions on the level of success of melding metallic stuff with screamo parts and I am a super fan of it. That's weird. It's really weird. That's um, weird. He was ahead of the curve. I know, I know. Diversity, I, lo- I do think diversity, if they had been around 15 years later, maybe they would have really been on to yeah. something. They're going to get back. I, fuck. I'm looking through my iTunes right now to see if anything jumps at me. Yeah, I'm trying. There is stuff. There's tons of shit like that. The uh, the Resurrection 7-inch I really ride pretty hard for. It's mm. a good 7-inch. It's a good 7-inch, but I, I, you know, I think I champion that pretty hard. Uh, the enough demo, but that's actually caught on. Can you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, it got that's enough gas, great, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it, Vern, funky style. Um, All right, what else we got? We want to wrap up. Going. How many? Yeah, we let's got? do. Let's do uh, two more. Choco tacos or chip witch? Chip witch. I don't. I've never had. I haven't no. had any of them in uh, twenty. Chip years. witch is an I mean, ice cream sandwich. It's like the things we're right, eating today. Right, right. The that? only Toll House. Yellow, yeah, the yellow house ones are really good. Yeah, those wow. are those are the best ones. Yeah, I mean we're talking yeah, ice cream. I mean, like honestly, those ice cream, the those cookie sandwich really we had today good. were delicious. Cookie yeah. sandwich is one of my favorite desserts. Cookie sandwich, those ones we had vegan cookie sandwiches with frosting in there. They were good. I I am, feel like I'm still shaking from the sugar we ate. Choco tacos though, a lot of times the shell's too smushy. Oh, is this our chance to? It is. Is this our chance to talk about clutch? We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm always good to um, talk about clutch. All right, let's see. I'm going to give one more. Let me make it a good one. Give me something sexy. Bring it give on me. Something. something. Put original. it on. Put it on me. Baby girl, put it on me. What's that? That's Ja Rule. Yeah. I love that. He should get on the podcast. He's a New Yorker. I'm sure yeah, he's not we can literally get him. anything. We can I'd take Ja Rule. I want Ja Rule and to be like, yo, so that J-Lo track you did. Cool? She cool? You guys still talk? Um, all right, Jeff Green. Friend and long time. Pro. Pro. If you're exactly the same kid as you were when you were young, but today. All right. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think you would still find the same appeal in hardcore? Has it lost any of what made it appealing to you as a kid? 
Is it possibly too accessible or is that an elitist point of view? Great question, Jeff. So if I was the same 18-year-old, same 16, 15, because I got into that. What age are we talking about here? When you were 15 or whatever age you were when you entered into the world of punk, hardcore, whatever. With nothing except yourself. But as it is now, yes. And you leave with nothing except yourself. Um, But as it is now. Musically... I'd be struggling looking for stuff a little more, but not not crazy. So it's interesting to think about that because what a fourteen year old mean would have been into before would be different because I was into like alternative. I was like into Pearl Jam and Nirvana and fucking all that, and and then like what I refer to as uh, soft alt, like the Gin Blossoms, better than Azures of the World, that uh, immediately followed grunge, like. Weak grunge, basically. Um, you throwing shade at gin blossoms? No, I love them. I, I'll go see them at the county fair tomorrow. <laughs> there was um, an Allison Chains shirt at the show. It was at yesterday. So there's a new Allison Chains record that people keep telling me is. Good. I don't know if you know this. The singer's dead. Yeah, I know. They yeah, got a new singer. They, they, yeah, they had dead on. Yeah, I heard the ringer. Actually, yeah. Dead on. Um, dead on. They were also on the Shocker soundtrack. Different breed. Mm-hmm. Sounds like later AF. Um, um, I'm with that. Um, um, yeah, I don't think. I think I would still find some of the stuff I, I like in hardcore. I think that's still there. It is different. So, I mean, but, you know, I, I think, think that's the question. Right? When I got into it, it was like just at the tail end of the Green Day explosion. Mm. Uh, Rancid was still, a th- you know, like I got into punk like right before that. So then when that, then when it broke, I had a real chip on my shoulder about it. <laughs> so they, it was like, oh, you like punk like that? Like, no, I fucking crass, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I think, as an old person, like I feel like like the spiky punk. Cause that's where I started. Later on, just got super cheeseball and like yeah. nothing. Uh, spiky punk today is a rough place, isn't like, it? I don't know that you're going to say that it was like genuine in 1994, but like it's it was significantly more genuine than it is in 2018. And honestly, as far as also just being like 15 with the youth crew thing, yeah, which. I mean, ultimately, its popularity was because of, like, my friends. Yeah. So, like, it's hard to say. Like, yeah, so to give the background, the, the, the dudes who, one, basically, the big group of people who made Floor Punch a thing were the kids from Morse County, which is where Dave's from, and they were all his buddies, and he was part of the, what was called the MCYC, the Morse County Youth Crew. And they were the driving force that made bands like Floor Punch and Hands Tied. And yeah, I mean, that. Like, like that. That they were the ones who were like pushing that. Like, yeah. I don't want to take credit for like Ten Yard Fight or Fast Break because they're no. clearly in like other states and like you know they can you do. Can see own thing. the dude. You see your friend on the flo- follow through record. You know, oh, yeah. like there was. They, they were the New at his Jersey house one. for like a week. Yeah, yeah right. Um, Shout out. Yeah, you booze, you straight, lose. That's the educator. bottom line. Yeah. yeah, your balls are showing. That's a super inside joke. But uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway like like because of like things like that scene yeah. that was straight edge brothers in the pit together uh, to quote whatever the fuck that was Tenure that time fight, fight? Anyway. straight edge anthems together yes. yeah but uh like there was a, a cl- good collection of dudes that were my age around yes. so that was inviting and that said like there's always this age person around in every scene so I had that group that made it like welcoming. Yeah, and, and wanting to be a part of that. Yeah, whereas I don't know. I'm sure I would just have new 
I don't talk to a lot of 15 year olds now, <laughs> you know. Maybe they're cool. Are 15 year olds cool? Maybe. I don't know. Honestly, I, Austin doesn't have a huge young kid scene. No, I, I mean, don't feel like a lot of places about. do. And that's that's the other big fear is yeah. that like what what point does it become? Yeah, what point is this? Is it is this not just old people enjoying loud, angry music, but actually old people cosplaying as young people? Yeah, right. that's that's the, the that's worst fucking part about it. Wild yeah. thinking about that, and that's uh, that's how we're gonna leave you is from tonight's gonna, Axe yeah. to Grind. Just got hella deep. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Mr. Dave. This is very kind. Oh, thank you for having me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, Anytime. That was uh, shout out to Tom who had to leave us for birthday uh, reasons. Yeah, this is episode thirty four. Thirty four. Thank you to our sponsors, Triple B and Death Wish Inc. Yeah, and now I'm gonna crash. I'm like really low sugar now. Yeah, do you you want to get some food? What what happened to me? I'm depleted. You didn't eat food all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, Wait, the the socials: Axe Grindcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Axe Grind Podcast. Yo, you, the emails have slowed down. I want more random emails. Axe to Grind podcast we, we at gmail.com. We killed email, I assume, Yeah, because right? we got more listeners but less emails. That doesn't add up unless people are just hanging in the No, group. and also I think we discouraged emails for a minute. Oh. But the group is good. The group is banging. So do the Facebook group too. Bye. All right. Bye.